0: Baby, why do you hurt me so bad? Oh no! Baby, 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 baby. Baby, 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 baby. Baby, 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 Why do you hurt me so bad?
1: This is Christian. This is Damon. This is The Amazing Nerd Show, episode 25. That's right. That's some anniversary, right? Is that golden? Whatever. It's something. It's not like it's 25 years. Looks like we
0: made it after all.
1: Right? No? (laughs)
0: 25 straight weeks?
1: 25 straight weeks. Hey, that's
0: something to be celebrating. Yes.
1: Come on, man.
2: Almost
0: 25 straight weeks. Give me a cookie. Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've got to talk to you every week. (laughs) We got any news? Um, I think the Nun trailer dropped last week. It did. Not the trailer, though. I think it's just a teaser, teaser yes. right? Yeah, I oh, think it was way too a little, short for a little,
0: trailer. Uh, Yes, a little tickle. A little mm-hmm. taste of the uh, Nun, if you will. Um, what did you think, Christian? It didn't really do much for me. No? It was just like one lead in, like a lead up to a Jump Scare, yeah. basically. A uh, weak so, Jump Scare, so it yeah. wasn't like... Yeah, it was pretty predictable. The first, like, minute looked okay. Um, Mm. but yeah, the jump scare. And that's, that's my worst fear with these movies. Because this is a spinoff of the Conjuring movies. Um, when it's done wrong, Mm. it is just a pure, like, jump scare, you know, movie. Um, that's kind of, like, my issue with, like, the first Annabelle movie. Was it, it felt Mm. just very much, you know, centered around different jump scares. Um which Annabelle 2 did much better job like handling. So that's always my like fear with like, you know, this universe is, yeah. you know, movies being handed off to different people other than, you know, Juan.
1: You gotta worry if it's just going to be a cash grab, you know. Yes. Each time that they do this. So. I mean, you got an
0: awesome looking character, great backstory, scary as all hell in uh, Conjuring 2. Mm. So I feel like if you have the right people behind this, it could be a really awesome movie. But, you know, or it could be a total, like, B-movie, mm. cash grab, just jump scare fest. Like and that's co- just not for me. And I know a lot of people love those mm. kind of movies. With the last movie we just reviewed, Hereditary, a lot of people complained that there wasn't enough jump scares, which just for me as an old school horror movie fan is just blasphemy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tension is a thing, people. Yes. Suspense.
2: <laughs> atmosphere.
0: Um, you know, that's what makes horror. For me, at least. You know, but... Whatever, um, it's a teaser. Yeah, so I'm not gonna judge.
1: It just felt like they were trying to capture that same feel as the first like Conjuring teaser, where it was just like this is a little piece of the movie where it's like terrifying, kind of like classic. But this felt very just when they're like, going down the stairs
0: it's... with the candlestick. Mm. That is a pretty awesome little uh, teaser they did there, though. So this didn't feel no that well done at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know, whatever. we should be getting a trailer soon. Yeah. So maybe we'll have more to say then, but you know, September seventh, I believe, is when it's actually the released. So I, I'm excited still, but
1: you Ball's know, always a good season. We'll see. Before. We'll see
0: if I feel the same way after the trailer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what else is going? On? Oh, we got Luke Cage coming out this week. Yes, right. Another time for me to just sit and do nothing but binge.
0: It's crazy because I feel like they haven't given us anything besides that initial trailer. We only have like one full trailer Mm.
2: it's
0: just weird because usually i just i feel like the first luke cage we had multiple trailers a lot of promotion going into it maybe they feel like hey people are going to watch no matter what we don't need to invest that much into the hype yeah netflix doesn't seem to be worried about anything no no and i mean luke cage like broke their server Mm. when they when it debuted so i mean
1: i i don't know what they're expecting i i I feel like it's not going to get that same reaction as the first season, mostly be just because we were on such a high with the Netflix series at the time that Luke Cage was like, yeah, another huge promising hero. Yeah,
0: and I, you know, after the second season of Jessica Jones, and I know you know a lot of people did like it, but a lot of people felt the way I did, where it was kind of a letdown. I don't think it has, you know, that kind of you know, I don't hype Mm. around it right now, you know, which is unfortunate because I'm actually, I think I'm more excited for the second season of Luke Cage than I was for the first season Mm. because Luke Cage for me, um, the Defenders show was like my standout, you know, character. I really enjoyed Luke Cage, um, in this, in the Defenders show, whereas, you know, after the first season, like, I enjoyed, like, it's it's a tale of two halves, really. Mm. I love the first half of Luke Cage. It's the second half where I, they, they kind of lost me. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm really, I, I, the trailer looks promising. Yes. You know, that's for that's, sure. That's
1: kind of what I'm looking for based off the first seasons. I want just maybe one congruent story or maybe just don't kill off your villain halfway through. I don't need that happening in another Netflix show where it's like the villains there from, five episodes that that were promised at least animated. and they do the
0: swerve. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty much what's happened in a lot of these right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be too bad. That'd be unfortunate because Bushmaster looks awesome, mm. you know, so far. What we've seen of him, you know, he looks like a good, you know, arch enemy for Cage going into the season. Um so I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I they announced a lot of the Netflix shows that I thought were ways off are actually getting, like, dropped this year. I know we're getting Daredevil this year, and we're also getting Iron Fist this year, which I was kind of expecting, you know, maybe 2019, early 2019, mm. but they're supposed to drop soon. So, uh, I mean, it must be a couple months, right? <laughs> we're halfway through at this point. Mm. And then Jessica Jones is actually filming the third season next week they start. Mm. So, and that's supposed to be released
1: in March sometime. You think they're just trying to fast track Iron Fist at the moment, trying to just like, to get it over with, get, get <laughs> pull it, it off real. like a band aid. Yeah, they left that story in such a weird place, especially Kung Lao. No shit. Disappeared. <laughs> That's right, because they're back at he, him and Colleen,
0: right? Go back to Ka, Kung Lao, and it's they can't find it, right? It's yeah, not it's where gone. they left it, um, and then they go to Defenders because that was before four defenders and yes. they show up they battle under the city of New York yes and they're supposed to be dragon bones a door to it I don't I'm, I've, I'm already lost <laughs>
1: <laughs> now Iron Fist is supposed to show up in Cage yes so and this should probably do a lot to help his character hopefully hopefully <laughs> Because I can't do any more. Great interactions. They had great interactions. No, and that's I think
0: why I'm also excited for the second season Mm. of Cage because it did that dynamic between the two characters seemed on point and it really felt like they should have done more of that. Maybe had Cage guest star the first season. You know, instead of like keeping him off in his own little world and having him whine and, you know, go through his iron fish spiel over and over again. I mean, he must have introduced himself and explained to people who mm-hmm. he was like 50,000 times by the end of that season. Um, so I I enjoyed those
1: two together. So, I mean, I just think that he introduces himself all the time when he really doesn't know who he is.
0: Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> and that was the whole thing. Him trying to prove who he was over and over again.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, they in have a done a lot of, uh, advertisements, but they did tease, you know, interactions between Misty and Colleen, which should be interesting.
0: Yes, yes, and Misty is going to play a big role in this second season. Mm-hmm. It seems like she's a big part of the trailer, at least.
1: It almost feels kind of like the uh, Ant-Man trailers with how she's interacting in this, like, the Ant-Man on the Wasp train.
0: Yes, yes, and she actually, right, he makes a comment about her not being, or a he doesn't out. want a sidekick and yeah yeah it should be fun you know i mean that's all i want um it's 13 episodes so let's see if they've got enough story for 13 episodes that was my problem with the first season mm-hmm. it felt like it kind of ran out of steam and ran out of story unfortunately so maybe they solved that problem
1: god iron Fist better be just eight episodes I, you're getting 13 man i feel like you're getting 13 <laughs> Netflix does not okay, give a hello, shit. Okay, hold up, Just no, <laughs> no Meechels. And I'm fine.
0: Yes. I agree with that 100%. You know, I just want him in the fucking costume, man. Punching fucking shit. Like, punching ninjas left and right. That's all I need. Just give me episodes of Iron Fist. Put him in the fucking costume. Because that character, I mean, I, I know this is blasphemy for some Marvel fans. But that character's like 70% costume. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry about offending any Iron Fist fans out there, but to me, it's all about that fucking costume. Um, and just give me in the costume. Let let him do some ninja shit. Let him punch people. I mean, that's, that's all I want to see. Enjoyable. He barely sparked up his fist yeah. in the
1: first season. He couldn't control it. <laughs>
0: We're going down the Iron Fist rabbit hole, He's, he's an enjoyable
1: <laughs> character in the comics. Every time he yeah. shows up. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's fun. He's a
0: fun character. Yes. No, I enjoy him in the comics, but he's always been kind of a side character to me. Yes, you know still. He's always been Luke Cage's buddy. So let him be Luke Cage's buddy, <laughs> goddammit, Especially in this. Yes, yes. <laughs> he needs more of that. Less boardrooms, less Meachums. Yes. So, all right. what What else do we have here?
1: Um, I went and saw Incredibles 2 over the weekend. All right. Uh, that was an enjoyable film. It's another one of Pixar's films, so, you know, they have a reputation. Uh Uh-huh. Of of quality work, right? I've heard. Um, for the most part, I enjoyed the film. As an adult viewer, I could kind of see where they were going with it, right, right from the back. As soon as I, as soon as we meet the people that they're working with, um, to kind of, so the story is about fixing their image a bit. Okay, So this is a universe where heroes were, of course, outlawed. And um, so they're trying to bring heroes back into the light. And that's kind of what they're doing. So it's like the Watchmen?
2: Kind of. <laughs> very
1: light. It's like Disney's Watchmen? Very, yeah, Disney's Watchmen. Um, wow. Now I'll
0: admit right up front, people, I have not seen The Incredibles. So I'm just, I didn't see the first one. Had no... Yes you know with no need or That's why I desire
1: the need to see to this second one <laughs> how many years in between the first and second one it's 14 years 14 years i mean not story wise but like release wise yes release wise okay cuz it was a while back i didn't realize it's 14 mm-hmm. years wow and the movie follows up right where the last one's ended it's oh one's really played.
0: okay so it's like back to back there's no
2: okay
1: well cuz the, the first one ends with this like minor villain that shows up out of nowhere and the family all teams up and that's where it cuts. Okay. So then you get to see them fight that villain and just kind of go on for it. Is that
0: just like the first like fight Yeah, that's of like the film. of the film. Okay. Okay, so the film kind of felt
1: predictable to you to a certain point? Yeah, it was it was straightforward. Like, if you haven't any idea of like what kind of like oh, there's this corporate boss guy that they're working with now and they're magically fighting this new villain that has no face. I wonder who it could possibly be. So if you're
0: a fan of this genre, you kind yes. of know where it's
1: going. Okay. Sorry, spoilers. Yes. But, <laughs> yes, it was kind of predictable. Um, but still a good time. Still a good time. Still very fun. Um, it focused a lot more on the mom this time, where the first one focused more on the dad. So this was very interesting. It was very funny.
0: Now, they're kind of like middle age heroes at this point. Yes. Right? They, they used to be heroes, then... They were outlawed, which I did not know until you just told me. And now, like, the first one, I with the whole gimmick, right, was, like, them trying to get back into, like, hero shape or getting back into the swing of things.
1: Yeah, it was, like, um one of the the main characters, uh, the dad's, like, uh, Mr. Incredible, he had a major fan growing up, and that fan wanted to be a superhero so bad, and he was constantly trying to be his sidekick. Okay. And... Um, Mr. Incredible was like, "No, you, you're a regular person. You can't be my sidekick." Uh-huh. And that person grows up to become a villain because oh. of that, and uh, he wants to like show that special uh, people with powers aren't actually special, and uh, anyone can be a hero. Okay, so that was kind of his goal. Uh,
0: maybe I should actually check that movie out, huh?
1: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that sounds interesting. It's a good story. It's a good story. Now,
0: did you see any like major improvements with like animation? I mean, it's fourteen years, so did you know the, what uh, the movie have a different look.
1: It's, it's polished. It's very polished compared to the first one. Like, uh, if you go back, watch the first one, it looks like there's, like, very little shine to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Less detail. Yes. You can definitely tell the difference and the improvements Pixar has made over this last 14 years. Yeah. Like, I mean, go back and you look at, um, I don't know if you've seen Coco. Uh, um, no, I've seen trailers. My God. The amount of detail in that in the animation in that film is unbelievable. Okay. So you can definitely see how much they have improved in like um, just water physics and everything in really? the world. But um, yeah, the animation in this is solid. Pixar is solid. I mean, solid. the way
0: technology advances mm-hmm. and everything, 14 years, I can imagine, you know, huge improvements happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it wasn't jarring.
1: No. Okay. Like this definitely feels like it came from the same universe, nothing ever felt like too, like, like they didn't change anyone's proportions, anyone's look. It okay. just looks like a shiny new version of what the first one was. What you loved in the first exactly. one.
0: Exactly. Okay. Alright.
1: Um, how was the villain in the second one? Um, He or she is very, um, I'm trying not to ruin it. <laughs> because there's two possibilities of who it is. Okay. Um, they are very, the reasons are are okay it's like um everyone kind of would rather you could see their point of view yeah you can kind of see their point of view it's like people are kind of giving up their freedoms to their screens pretty much and they' that's like their kind of their goal is to um, or why they want to get rid of villains and heroes I mean uh, is because of something that happened to their family okay in the past because of heroes because people's blind trust in heroes so it was it was an okay story. Okay. It makes sense. All right. But Overall,
0: I've So does it carry over the theme from the first one, pretty much?
1: In a way. I wouldn't say it's... Uh, it's not someone trying to become special. It's someone trying to de-specialize, I guess, the world. Okay. Okay. Make people more independent of themselves.
0: And the message of the movie is, like, unique, different, is okay to be celebrated. Is that pretty much the, the gimmick? Uniqueness is...
1: I don't feel like this one had as. Strong. I'm trying to like guess the whole like I know. <laughs>
0: mission statement of the movie that I, I... feel like this one wasn't nearly <laughs> as
1: strong as a, getting a point A cross as the first one was. Like this one felt more just like this is a story rather than we're trying to have this other meaning. By oh, okay, it. which I, Pixar does that all the time. It's, that's normal. For any Disney movie, it's like here's a deeper meaning throughout this entire. Did it thing.
0: fall into like sequel, like a sequel, like trope where it just kind of like like you're getting kind of the same like rehash gags from the first movie over and over again? I know a lot of times sequels fall into that.
1: Uh, I didn't get the same kind of gags. Okay. You no, know, but it, it it definitely felt like this is a sequel to okay. something, not um a story that will stand alone at Like to enjoy this, you need to see the first one. I feel. Okay. To get that feel of family and everything.
0: Um, is there like major resolution or do you feel like there's definitely going to be a third one? Maybe not in th- 14 years, maybe in less time. this this go around?
1: Um, I mean, heroes at... Spoilers. Heroes at the end of this are now 100% legal. Okay. So, I mean, they could go anywhere. They didn't really... They didn't even on a cliffhanger at all. Well, kind of. There's a car that like drives by them and there's cops that chasing them. And then the family's like, okay, we're going to go chase these guys real fast. And that's how it ends. So you know how the third one's going to start, basically. Maybe. Maybe. Eh. <laughs> oh, if they If they continue. Yeah, that's right. That's sort their of thing. Like the daughter's supposed to be going on a date. Why? She it, sees it, it, crime happening. And she runs after the crime.
0: So did, was there a reason why they waited 14 years? I'm not sure. There's a big time gap between those Toy Story movies, too, though, right? Hmm. Is that just like
1: Pixar's thing? They wait till they have the well, right it story. takes... Like, the amount of time it takes to make an animated film is ridiculous, but, um, -hmm. I don't know, maybe they just didn't I just feel like like that time would
0: be getting cut down, Mm. like, you know, as the years go by now. Well, just think, Frozen 2 still hasn't even come out. it has been years. That's next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot shorter than 14 years, though. Yes. Because I just feel like Incredibles was such a big hit that I'm surprised that it's been that long since Mm. they did a sequel, you know, to it. But, I mean, they've also been just... I mean, they're doing fine, obviously so you know it's just when they want to pick up you know that story mm-hmm. again I guess right so they've had plenty of hits are they doing another Toy
1: Story movie I hope not okay I think I've heard that they might but I'm just I'm, yeah that third one's supposed to be really fucking dark so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah alright well I probably won't check it out um, until my daughter <laughs> makes me. So she's three. So she's mm-hmm. got a couple of years yet. But, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes. Right? How many stars would you give it, sir?
1: Um, I'd give it four.
0: Four stars. It oh, was strong. Movie. All right. All right. It's Which, a good is, story. Is, is it's just one... not shocking. Oh, I've heard people say The Incredibles was the best fucking like superhero like movie. So I've heard <laughs> people like swear by The Incredibles. So yeah. I'm not surprised. Was the first one a five star for you?
1: Um, At that time, yes. Okay. Okay.
0: So now, would you put this one on the same level now?
1: Yeah. They're, they're definitely equal in my mind. So that's really strong. Especially for a sequel. Wow. Hmm. Alright. Go see The Incredibles
2: too.
0: I mean, obviously <laughs> you all did, so... <laughs> it made it like broke oh, yeah. some record,
2: right? Jeez. Wow.
1: We're in the wrong business, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, animation's cutthroat. Anything uh, for this uh-huh. So... <laughs>
0: All right, Christian, let's talk some comic books. Mr. Miracle number nine came out.
1: Yes, finally.
0: Finally. It's a long two-month wait mm-hmm. in between these books. Um, let's read the blurb, if I can get through it. It's a DC <laughs> blurb, so you know it's long <laughs> and probably wrong. Yes, it's a whole paragraph. Uh-huh. <laughs> After war comes peace. The bloody battle that waged across New Genesis and Apocalypse have come to an end. And now Mr. Miracle and Kallebok, I think I'm getting that wrong, but whatever, Um uh, must sit down and discuss a truce. Can Scott Free trust the former minions of Darkseid to keep their word? Not likely, but a leader sometimes has to take a risk in service of the greater good. Perhaps the more pressing question, though, is whether Big Barda can make it through the negotiations without beating the life
1: out of the assassin. Yes. I was in, like, stitches for half of this, like, episode. Episode. um, (laughs) Issue. And then it got serious. And I really loved this book.
0: Yeah, it got really heavy and really dark (laughs) quick. I mean, this book is dark. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, it definitely took a turn. There was definitely a moment in this book. um, And we'll spoil it. Spoilers, (laughs) right? We're basically, they're at... I mean, it's a very mundane, like, book, pretty much. Like, all these books are mm. very, like, normalizing these, you know,
1: huge operatic, like, yes, tales. We'll remember, they're sitting at a table with slaves holding the table up. Yes, yes. The entire yes. time.
0: But they're just, like, talking very matter-of-factly, like mm. they do in, you know, <laughs> this series, which is why I love it um and they're you know which like totally like normalizes what's going on mm. pretty much until uh what's his name kalabak like actually tosses one of the slaves holding <laughs> the table across and crushes his head. <laughs> and you see the look on mr miracle's face like hey that was you know so and
1: so uh um, yeah i love that they knew who he was yes later on. i was like oh,
2: okay yeah
0: <laughs> great moment though um but i mean that's just the just the gift that this book gives us you know constantly um mm. uh, but yeah, but yeah, they're negotiating at the table. You feel like things are getting done. And then all of a sudden, um, Darkseid, you know, sends a message to Kalabax saying, you know, there's no deal, you know, once... And they feel like they're pretty much like it's over yes. at this point. But he's like, no, there's no deal. You know, the only way that we're going to grant this treaty is if, you know, Scott gives up his firstborn.
1: Yes. And I mean, he's willing to sacrifice everything that he's already, like, achieved mm-hmm. at this point on um, dark side uh he's got the anti-life equation yes I mean, he's, he's willing to j- give it back which is
0: insane yeah he's about to give up the anti-life equation um which just i mean right then and there when he said that I was like what the fuck is going on but yeah but then you hear you know the other shoe drop and mm-hmm. it's their firstborn son so now we're left wondering what the hell you know scott and Barta's decision is going to be um you know, it's huge. We only got what, like three more issues left yes. of this. So I have no idea, like every other issue, <laughs> where this is going, what's happening, you know, what this is going to lead up to. But I mean, it's pretty fucking heavy.
1: Was this our first time seeing Dark Side at all? In yes. This, in these books?
0: Yes. Yes. I believe so. Um, You know, before we would just get the, you know, Dark Side, Dark Side. is. Yeah. Yeah. And now we actually, you know, during that panel play. You get actually like an image of Darkseid appearing, mm. um, which was very effective. You know, really like led to the moment. Um, but yeah, no, just great storytelling. Yes, great storytelling. Um, yeah, I I can't say enough about this book. Once again, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's pretty much you know every time we review this book, it's us blowing smoke up Tom King's ass. But I mean, it's pretty much you know it's just it's my really favorite well book. Done. It is. It is. It really is. I mean, this is what comics could be, Mm -hmm. you know, but unfortunately, a lot of times aren't. So um, if you're not reading Mr. Miracle, please do yourself a favor. Start with issue one, pick this book up,
1: enjoy yourselves, and you're welcome. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what I tell people when they ask me, what should I read when I get back into comics and everything? I'm like, just read Mr. Miracle. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it, it does sound like, you know, to get into this world a lot, you know, for, like, a newcomer, too, because mm. for me, I don't really know much about New Genesis. I'm not a huge, you know, like, you know, Apocalypse sky and, like, Dark Side mm. and that whole, you know, section of the DC universe. I don't know much about, like, I know of them, but I don't know much about these characters. But it has not affected the read at all for mm. me, you know. I mean, it might have actually made it more enjoyable. So I, I really, you know, recommend this book. High
1: I'm love. very, I am kind of in this weird worry state because they did mention, announce that they wanted to do a, like, Apocalypse film. Or like a new God's film
0: I think that's actually in pre-production yeah. right now right they have the actual like writer and director mm. and, like on board and everything. yeah
1: a something in time a some I don't know what it's called now I'm not even a wrinkle try. in time that's what oh I'm, uh, yes you're right uh, The director of that and I saw that movie and I wasn't too uh impressed, impressed. but um she's a she's known to be a great director and mm. it'd be a writer
0: right yeah so I mean hey I mean that's a huge undertaking. Mm. I don't know how you introduce you know this world to, you know like your average Joe. Yeah. You know moviegoer.
1: I mean, I would love to see this in a film format. I don't think you're gonna get this. Though. No. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs>
0: that's gonna be a hard R. Mm-hmm. So um, God, just a great story, man. I mean, just hilarious though. Like, laugh out loud, funny, you know, a lot of the scenes. Like, when they keep on going to the bathroom. Yes. You know, and it's basically a giant pit where all the prisoners are at. You know, and they're just having, like, Uh. these conversations, you know, while. Well, even the. Defecating story, like, um,
1: prisoners. That was. That was a. That was content with him, right? Yes. All right. The story that he just makes up because um, he's next to a god. Uh huh. Because he wants something to say. He wants to impress him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just great. It almost feels like, you know, they're talking around the water core, you know, and they're literally pissing on, you know, slaves and prisoners in this giant pit. (laughs) I have
1: to, you know, give props to the artist because this just keeps grabbing me in. Like, watching the spit fall for that long, even though you're so attached to the story, and then having it fall to the bottom and hit a just dead prisoner.
0: Yes, and it really is, like, the perfect marriage between, like, art and storytelling. Mm. It really is, especially with, like, the panel play that he uses um, is super effective. Um, but yeah, no. and I'm totally drawing a blank on the artist's name now. Yeah. <laughs> As I stare blankly at Christian. Uh, we've
1: said it a million times. A million, too, million so times. So listen to those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's late, people. We don't want to go back and yes. edit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to Marvel.
0: Yes, go ahead, sir. You get this blurb.
1: Uh, Hunt for Wolverine, Adamantium Agenda, number two. Uh, the original New Avengers are joined by a new ally. After the explosive events of their late last issue, will our heroes be able to recover? Tony Stark has been keeping a secret, and it's about to catch more. I feel like that didn't happen. What's the secret he's keeping? I don't keeping? know... What? what is this? They're just secret? liars. No, that didn't... <laughs> right?
0: I mean, I guess well, Wolverine kind of gives him like a... Is couple, that a like, secret, after, though? I don't think I it's feel a like secret. It's just a flashback. Yeah. You know, it's not anything I feel like he's keeping from the team.
1: No. These and solicitations the way that they... <laughs> are written like
0: months out, and they're trying to Well, the way that they made anything. it
1: sound in the last issue is that he probably had this moment with each member of the team, mm-hmm. and that's why they're all doing this.
0: Yes. Yes. It's basically that first issue really showed like what Logan meant Mm. to these different characters and it explains why they're banding back together. So I don't feel like it was really a secret, you You know, know. I mean, Wolverine basically entrusts Tony to make sure that his body and his DNA doesn't get out there. Mm -hmm. So, which I don't think Tony did a really good job (laughs) because you think he'd be more involved with the whole Mm. burial process and everything. Where he just kind of gets this brought to him by Kitty Pride.
1: So I did like the Wolverine. That's Tony being Tony, right? Yeah, I did like the Wolverine. Mitch like...
0: Gerard is the artist's name <laughs> from, <laughs> from Mr. Miracle. <laughs> it's going to kill me. <laughs> so it'll, it'll all mess. praise to Mitch Gerard. I believe that's how you pronounce it. But he's fantastic. So But anyway,
1: sorry. (laughs) Good thing that it came back to you. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I did like the way that Wolverine, you know, presented that to Tony. Like saying, you know, you are one of the type of people that would completely just take my DNA. Yes. That was
0: a great moment. Like, listen to me, asshole. Don't (laughs) fuck with my DNA. Cause he did it with Thor, actually, and that's a great callback. Tony actually uh created I can't remember the nickname. During Civil War, he basically him and Reed basically did a clone of Thor. It's like Mm -hmm. this Thor-like cyborg. So it was Thor basically without a soul. All the power of Thor but no soul. So they, you know, basically introduce this, like, Thor clone into battle and one of the first things he does is kill Goliath. Spoilers for a book that came out (laughs) four years... No, Jesus, ten years ago. (laughs) So, but yeah, so... Yes, Wolverine's very much correct mm. in thinking, "Hey, asshole, don't fuck with my DNA," cuz he would be that guy. Yes. So we have a whole, you know, army of Logans running around <laughs> that would be terrifying, oh, especially with Tony. Logans. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no. That so it totally makes sense mm. story-wise that he would have this talk with him.
1: But yeah, beyond that, the issue was very fun, lighthearted um you know, I liked seeing Tony in the uh, auction just bidding on random items. Yes, once. so he basically finds out no one
0: wants uh, Luke <laughs> and Jessica's daughter's DNA. Yes.
1: Well, is that good enough? For so Tony
0: t- wins it easily. He's the only mm-hmm. person who bids. But then the auction keeps on going and Tony doesn't leave. He keeps on like bidding yes. on things, which is hilarious. And
1: Spider-Man's envious of it. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they end up going back And they kind of confront the guy who's, like, leading the auction. Mm. And they, you know, basically, you know, test the waters and see if he knows of Logan's DNA being out there. And he's like, you know, no, I have it. And uh, right then and there, all of a sudden, Mr. Sinister shows up. Which makes total sense. Because Mm. if anyone's going to have Logan's DNA, or anyone's DNA, it's going to be Mr. Sinister. He's, like, the biggest, like, muted, like, mad scientist, you know, they have So and it's an awesome character and a fun character to be introduced here. Um, I don't know how much he really has to do with the plot itself of the story. I feel like it's
1: going to be very low.
0: Yes, I agree. It seems like he was more upset that this character who was leading the auction betrayed him. So he was more interested in that. But then, you know, a battle ensues, of course. And then Laura, you know, the new Wolverine Mm. shows up, you know, and starts, you know, to take names, basically. Yes so um, that's takes our, our
1: sinister's hand right yes yes. <laughs> but he'll
0: grow it back or clone himself again mm. so he's cloned himself a bunch of times so it's no big deal um, but yeah yeah it, it's fun it's a fun story I, I don't know if we're gonna get much you know I feel like a lot of these hunt for Wolverine tie-ins are kind of you know basically red herrings if you will where you know I don't know where the meat. Like I think it's gonna give us a piece of the puzzle but not the whole puzzle You know, maybe there'll be a book after all these Mm. books that kind of ties everything together. So I feel like that's
1: where all these books are leading. I mean, I'm assuming it's just going to be the return of Wolverine book is what... Do you think it leaves it hanging to the first issue of
0: the new Wolverine book? I wouldn't be surprised. I hope they resolve it a little before then. We have
1: enough to get us there, so... I know, I know. That book
0: debuts in September, I believe. Mm -hmm. And these books end in August. So I hope they give us a little something though. Be really, I mean, we're talking about going through like what twelve issues hmm. and not to get like anything. You gotta give us something. <laughs> give It'll be us a pieces. hint. It'll be I don't need it. Like I don't want it explained in the first issue. I'd rather like have a fresh start. Right. <laughs> no pun intended, or pun intended. Uh, you know, it, into the Wolverine book. Like I don't want any like plot threads dangling. I just want that to just be you know a straightforward hmm. Wolverine book. You know, because I've missed those. Times. So, you know, when I was one of the guys who were kind of like, "Eh, I can, I can deal with Logan being dead," but now at this point, I'm like, "No, I, I want Logan back." <laughs> All these pretender Wolverines can go away, except for Laura.
1: Don't you know? worry. Give it, give it five more years. to be dead again.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. If or, not less. And, well, and then they'll oversaturate the market, and there'll be like 20 books with Wolverine. Then hmm. that's pretty much what happened before, you know, he died. So. I'm sure that's what will happen again within the next year. <laughs> so, and they announced actually X-Men related news. They re- they announced that uh, Blue and Gold are both being canceled in September. Um, and that actually ties into the event that we were talking about last uh, episode, the Extermination oh, episode. Yes, yes. So, Blue and Gold are both being canceled and there I know there's going to be a Mr. and Mrs. X-Book coming out, I'm guessing. That's going to be Kitty and Peter's book, um, which just doesn't sound too thrilling
1: to me. No. Um, that sounds like somewhere on the same level as Rogue and Gambit.
0: Yeah, right. Um, I don't really need a couples book for those two, but hopefully they'll announce, you know, some new Uncanny book soon. Red is still going on. I'm, I believe Astonishing is going to be still going on. But.
1: Yes, it should be a new team.
0: Yes, a new creative team and a whole new roster. So yeah, yeah. So that should be moving forward, but yeah, I'm guessing you're going to probably get like, you know, straightforward like uncanny X-Men book. We'll see if the blue team too that's all the time displaced on X-Men mm-hmm. if that storyline is finally resolved. <laughs> So, um, you know, and that's actually, I guess, the extermination storyline is supposed to be heavily um, involving them. Oh, okay. So that's probably why we're getting all the, you know, I, the one scene we got was like in the future. So I'm sure that's part of it. So we'll see. It's the X-Men universe you never yep. fucking know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. What do we have next? Uh, Darkhawk number two, Infinity Countdown. I should say Dark Hawk.
0: All Oops. right. Let's go ahead. Darkhawk takes to the spaceways, determined to take down the fraternity of raptors and save the brother of his good friend Nova, a.k.a. Richard Ryder. But the raptors have a few new tricks up their sleeve. They have dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, so, I really enjoyed this book. I thought the art was gorgeous mm. in this book. Um, And this book actually left me wanting an ongoing um, I thought this was a cool place to really, you know, get reintroduced to Chris Powell. Um, and they actually kind of gave you his backstory in a very, like, non-convoluted way, yes. just kind of in passing. You kind of got the lowdown exactly where he's been as a character, especially for a person like me who hasn't been keeping tabs on him. Um, but I, I thought this book was really well done. I love the inclusion of uh, Death's Head in this. You know, they've kind of got almost like a buddy cop feel, Mm -hmm. like a midnight run, you know, feel to them going on right now. Um, You know, where he's like an unwilling participant and, you know, in like, you know, Chris's plan to meet up with the uh, uh, Raptors, which he thinks are the pretenders. And then we find out the big reveal is, no, he's actually going to face the real Raptors. Um, That's a
1: great realization moment for him and everything. Yes, yes. He
0: basically started to get his ass handed to him. And I guess he defeated the fakes rather easily. Mm -hmm. But right off the bat, he knows something's wrong. Um, And they pretty much kill him, it seems like. They uh, impale him. They take the amulet from him. And we find out that they're powering this force, this being, that is supposed to be like a phoenix killer which I thought was a really cool tie-in, too, because mm-hmm. I did not know this part, and maybe this is something they just revealed in this issue, that the Raptors, like, one of their main, like, you know, reasons for existing was to, like, counterbalance the Phoenix Force. Gotcha. So the fact that they've got this, like, you know, they, they give the amulet to um, Richard Ryder's yes. um, brother. I can't think of his name now. Um And he turns into this being, basically. He has to make a sacrifice, and they sacrifice... I guess the other sacrifice was Chris Powell's character, um, which we we know he's not dead, but whatever. Um, And then you've got this giant, insane-looking fucking raptor (laughs) standing, you know, before you. Um, But Richard is actually still part... He's still there. He's in there. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he's, like, their soldier now. And I guess they're pointing him towards Earth for some reason. So I don't know if we're going to get some kind of, like... X like men like crossover going next issue. I don't know why he would exactly be going to Earth unless it is to confront, you know, Gene and the X Men. Um because I don't I don't yeah. necessarily see or he's searching for the other gems, you know, the stones, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that would be the I guess to bring it back into the story it would make sense for him to go after the stones. Uh-huh. But That'd be interesting to see if he went after Gene. Yeah, I mean,
0: now I know Gene doesn't have the mm. Phoenix Force anymore, but knowing that Gene's alive, you'd think that'd be like the first If that's your whole mission statement mm. <laughs> as a as a species, you would think that'd be something you want to check
1: out. That'd be interesting if the X-Men had a stone at the same time, but they don't.
0: Well, we know Logan was walking around mm. with one, but then he left it in the toilet for Black, Black Widow to find
1: And that's that's next week, isn't it?
0: That's next week. So we'll find out. And this actually comes out, I believe, next week or the week after the uh issue number three. So this is gonna be pretty much like back to back. So but I'm you know, I'm hooked on this book. I really enjoyed it and I I loved Dark Hawk back in the day in the early nineties when they introduced him. I Mm. thought it was a fun throwback character to what Marvel used to be. Um, in a time where it was really like kind of dark and all about the artwork and you know (laughs) he was very much, you know, kind of in the mold of like Peter Parker, Chris Powell. So, and it feels very much like that mm. still. So, I I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited to see. No, yeah, if
1: this if this was their plan to reintroduce him, this would be great. Well, I know
0: he had like a short, I don't know, like after Legacy he had a few books and I don't know if that's ongoing, but I haven't seen it in any of the solicitations. So, I'm assuming like they just kind of like, you know, went into this book. So I'm hoping that he gets an ongoing, you know, from this. Because it's a pretty major... It seems like they're going to. Right? It's a pretty major, like, spotlight for him. Mm -hmm. And it feels like they're setting things up for the ongoing. Especially in that first issue. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'm happy. You know, I've enjoyed Darkhawk. I think it's a really cool character. I think it's also a character that would, like, lend itself to the big uh, screen. You know, or the small screen. They could do a lot with this Mm -hmm. character. You know, and it's a property that no one's explored before. So it'd be something fresh and new. You know,
1: I mean, you could totally fit in their space range and everything. Yeah,
0: you know, I could see that. You know, the Raptors at least mm. showing up with, with the Guardians. You know, at some point, so it totally makes sense. But yeah, but yeah, this was this was definitely a book that you know people should just just check out.
1: Yeah. So, uh, last but not least, I had Darth Vader number seventeen. All right, you're gonna tell me things that's gonna make <laughs> me want to read this book. <laughs>
0: And I'm getting further and and further further, behind.
1: Um, It finally finished this arc with um, Darth Vader going up against uh, Master Bar. Okay. Pretty much. And uh, very interesting. We finally get to hear what Master Bar's grand plan for all this was. Okay. He is fucking insane. Okay. (laughs) Um, He had a vision, which the vision is true and all. He's seen all the way through... um, the rebellion and the resistance, and he saw that the Mon Calimari ship, ships were the main like symbol of the rebellion. So his plan was to pretty much spark the um, Mon Calimari into joining the rebellion and everything by antagonizing the Empire. Oh, ah, okay. he gets—he pretty much causes a genocide on this planet. At this point, wow! Because um, in this issue, uh, Tarkin, you don't you don't piss off Tarkin. <laughs> no, you don't. He We've has seen that. He has a <laughs> fleet. He'll blow up your fucking planet. A whole fleet of star destroyers using gravital beams, just destroying cities. Wow! And um, we find like in the mat the duel between pretty much Darth Vader and Master Bar. Master Bar's just telling Vader and everyone, you know, this is why I did this. This is. And um, the king of the Macaulay Martyr is like, w- what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is dying based off of your words. Everyone's been following, you know, pretty much what they By these wanted, premonitions. You know. Okay. And um, he calls up Tarkin real fast and he's like, we surrender. Uh, I'm ordering all my troops to a ceasefire. We are surrendering and everything. Tarkin's like, oh yeah, that's fine. I'm still I'm still going to keep, gonna keep everyone. You know, firing until we have you un- in custody. And that's what he does. And, of course, the ships that are there decide, you know, we're watching all our people die. We're going to get our people off the planet as fast Mm as possible. And that's how we get Mon ships joining the Rebellion, pretty much. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of like the story of how they... So he
0: does, in a way, spark the Rebellion or make the Rebellion, like, a bigger thing.
1: Yeah. He pretty much helps, but in the process, he killed billions of lives. Some heavy, like...
0: That's some really heavy, like thought provoking shit. There, like Uh you know, at what cost are you willing to go to? You know, and it's based off a premonition that I don't know. Mm. Are those always concrete with the Jedi? No. So wow. Okay. I
1: mean, this should have been something he could have. How do they play him?
0: How do they like? Like, does he come off as like he's doing this noble thing, even though he knows it's a huge sacrifice? They play it off as this is not
1: something a Jedi would do. And very much like Vader's, like you are not a Jedi, and Monk King is like you are not a Jedi okay, for doing this. So that, and right. he's like, no, I might not be a Jedi, but he's doing the right thing, is what he's. Saying. So he's kind of unhinged in a yes. way. Okay, he's kind of lost it a bit. Right. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: well, that sounds pretty
1: fucking like. Yes, it was. A, <laughs> it was a very good ending to the arc, I think. Okay, uh, but you know the problem I am having with these books, especially since they're monthly, is that they feel so short. And I don't know, and maybe it's because I'm reading all these other books with exposition out the ass. So to read this, where it's like um, they're more, they're showing more rather than telling. This is I more. So these
0: books are more like action packed.
1: Yes. Okay. Which is cool. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing
0: wrong with that. I mean, those are some deep, like, thought-provoking, like, you know, uh, conundrums to, like, come across. Like, what would you do as, you know, (laughs) you knew, like, I have to go through and do these awful things to, you know, basically save the galaxy. Like, would you be able to go there? So, I mean...
1: I, I mean, if I saw that, you know, the Rebellion succeeds but also fails... When I come up with some other. Does he plan, see that it fails? He too? sees that it joins the. Uh, that the, the resistance use the Mon Calamari ships as well. So he knows that after the new order fails, they need these ships again. He says it. He says, yeah, mm-hmm. um, you guys will be needed for the rebellion and then you'll be needed again for the resistance. Wow. And it's All like, right. okay. Well, he must
0: think the alternative is just far too dark I to guess. even risk. So. All right. Well, that's... Like I said, that's <laughs> some heavy uh, shit. So I will... Only
1: I will... one, I guess, of his apprentices are around or alive. So... Do you think that'll be a
0: character you'll see again? Yes. Does know. Master Bar die at the end of this? Yes. I would assume. you <laughs> went up against Vader. Yes, I would assume. So. All right. And where do you think they're going after this issue? I'm not sure. Are I'm, all these kind of like standalone arcs? It feels like it.
1: Okay. Like, there's definitely the whole... There was this whole kind of angle where... Dark Vader didn't know if he could trust the Emperor. The Emperor's kind of like, "Are you an idiot? Of course, mm-hmm. I. You know, you're my my apprentice. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, you can't trust me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, how long was this arc? How many issues was it all together?
1: Um, I think it was five or six. Five or six, I guess. Because right. I was
0: literally on the edge of my seat, like waiting for you to tell me what happened. Because I oh. feel like I've been following for the last, you know. So, which you would think, dumbass, it's just read the fucking book.
1: <laughs> it's been good.
0: I know. I, Soul what, is
1: killing it in this book. I've
0: got I've to read it. <laughs> Soul's just been killing it overall, mm-hmm. you know. He's the MVP of this year, I really feel. So, I, I've got to read it, you know. I'm sure it'll be collected. It's Marvel. Marvel does mm-hmm. their, their trades like that. I'm sure it'll be out, like, within the next month or two.
1: The um, cover of the next issue makes it look like Tarkin is going to be... Against Vader in some way, it's definitely not going to be that way. Yeah. It, well, we know what like happens. Up, <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, check that book out for
0: sure. Mm. I mean, Soul definitely MVP. How many books do we review that Soul's writing? It's a <laughs> I think decent about amount. Four or five. Yes, it's, it's a ridiculous. decent amount, and we enjoy most of his mm. books. So, yeah, definitely MVP. So. Movies are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. (laughs) I thought
1: it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes
0: and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn
1: Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even freaking YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today.
2: Or we'll blow up your planet.
1: All right. Let's talk some wrestling. We had a big weekend. Yes. Huge right. weekend for Money in the Bank and NXT Takeover. Well, that was all in our hometown. That's
0: right. And we didn't go to either. No. <laughs> I totally forgot about Takeover. I actually wouldn't mind going to go into Takeover. Mm. So I'm a little disappointed myself. Seats. Yeah, which is great. Cr- I'm surprised that didn't do better, right? Mm. It didn't, because I could tell by the way they were lighting the crowd that they were darkening on purpose to hide, you know, mm. sections being empty. Um, you know, there's little tricks that WWE always does, you know, with their crowds. So whenever it's like that dark, usually there's a mm. reason why, which I thought I found, you know, bizarre because I felt like it would do much better than that, especially here. You know, yeah. such a wrestling town.
1: I don't know if it's weird timing or what? I don't know. I mean, the
0: crowd was fucking off yes. the chain for this. I mean, they really, I mean, they, yeah. I won't say they made this card, <laughs> but they enhanced this card mm. greatly. I mean, from first match on. Like, they were all over everything. So, um, but yeah, let's well, go ahead. good reason. Like no, absolutely. Like I'm saying, like, but either. they were, I mean, they were, like, I mean, they love themselves to the NXT. <laughs> but that's always, I love, I love it when you get a crowd like that. In mm-hmm. Chicago, you know, I will puff my chest out. Always, you know, adds to the show, if you will. So, you know, whether WWE likes it or not. You know. <laughs> it's a... It's a heel town. Yes, that's foreshadowing, people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, NXT results. Uh, first, we started off with a great opener: the NXT Tag Team Championship match, uh, the Undisputed Era um, versus. Do they actually have a name? The tag team
1: only um, Lorkin and Danny Birch. I never heard a name or anything like that, but they definitely are a great team. Yes, right. It's another
0: like old school team, like, you know, very much a throwback, um, in style and everything. And this, like, this match really spotlighted that. I yes. thought this was, I mean, cause I didn't know these guys from shit and the, t- the crowd was definitely all about undisputed yes. from the get go. But eventually, you know, only and Danny, like, they, won over the crowd at the end they got like a standing ovation mm. after uh well, the match was, was over
1: like this sold me completely like i didn't know much about them before this that i'm like this is a team yeah. this needs to become something bigger
0: yeah no no I de- definitely it seems like you know after this match i don't see how they don't stay together mm-hmm. and you know get another shot at these belts but there's some spoilers that happened today <laughs> <laughs> we'll get okay. to. Um, so, yeah. So, the Undisputed Era and a great match um, ended up defeating uh, Oni and Danny.
1: Am I saying his name? O- o- Oni Larkin. Oni yeah.
0: Larkin. That's okay. Because I remember him as a singles, like when he first came up as a single star and everything mm. like that. I did not realize that this was I always a mixed
1: up his name and Lars Sullivan, so now I, I like it. Like, I think on the last could see episode that. I kept calling Lars Oni. Oh, really? Okay. time, so like, <laughs> I apologize. But, Sorry, like, people. Um... <laughs> Well, we didn't even talk
0: NXT last episode, I don't no, know. No, I'm
1: saying the uh, last takeover we did. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, we totally, for some reason, forgot about NXT last episode. We apologize. Um I did start watching, so hopefully we will, you know, start talking about yes. it more often because it definitely deserves to be mm. talked about. Uh But yeah, this was a great match. Um, this definitely put over the Undisputed Era for me. Mm. Uh O'Reilly, right? Yes. He, I love... His style, like his mat game and everything like that, I feel like he has a, a mixed martial art like background yeah. or stuff. Just the way he was just owning the mat and everything, just so technically sound. Um, just, I mean, everything they did had a purpose. There's a great story being told like throughout this match. You know, every move made sense. You know, it was like a well played chess game. Um, and that's what I like to see in tag team matches. This was a very like straightforward, mm. you know, classic tag team match. just but what killed me about this match was the pace of the match because it was fucking nonstop. Oh,
1: yeah. They
0: utilized their tags awesome. so well to keep that mm. like pace up. It was impressive because I was like these guys hadn't slowed down at all. There was hardly any like really rest holds. and when there was a rest hold, it was like intense, you know, and it was broken up like that. So it was, it was a great match. I really, really... And it was a perfect, like, kickoff mm. to this card. You know?
1: Roger Strong is doing great as a heel.
0: Yes, and I'm surprised because I always felt like he was very, like, vanilla, mm-hmm. you know? I've never seen him as a heel before, so I was really impressed with his heel work here. So, um, but yeah, the Undisputed Era goes over. Um, Adam Cole's there in the beginning of the match. You know, I was really surprised that Adam Cole didn't have a match on the no, actual um, card. he does
1: have a title defense going on for the UK championship um, uh, tournament that they're having. That's
0: that they actually filmed these past two mm. days that they're going to show next week, right? Um, but yeah, so I I was surprised, though, that he wasn't on the card at all. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's fucking over. Mm. I mean, we knew he was over, but, I mean, Chicago was just, I mean, popped huge for him. So, um, but yeah, yeah. And that's got to make Triple H really happy. So, and I know he's behind him 100%. I mean he's been like raving about him in interviews and stuff so but do you if they do end up calling Cole up eventually Mm -hmm. because it feels like he's probably six months off you know maybe maybe around mania time you know getting that call up do you bring Undisputed Era with him?
1: He's not he doesn't necessarily need them Mm -hmm. but it would be nice to have all three
0: Yeah, I feel, you know. No, I I haven't
1: seen much of the guy who's been injured since, so. No, he's a great worker, too. I
0: can't, yeah. Um, I really feel like he would definitely, it would do him a service to have them with him. Just seeing, like, Bobby Roode's struggles and everything. Like, I feel like it would help Cole out to have that faction around him. It's just another awesome tag team to have, you know. Yeah. Because one thing they need right now is tag teams.
1: Or at least a focus on At tag
0: least teams. well, not on Raw, they just need tag teams. <laughs> so we'll get there though. Oh. Um, but so but yeah, no, I I really I mean, if Adam Cole, if they get behind Adam Cole, I could see big things for him, you know. And and Undisputed Era. I mean, mm-hmm. just a great tag team, you know. But only Lurkin and I mean Danny Birch, I mean, they almost stole this like match, you know. I mean, just you know, what they showed you know, definitely in the ring. Yeah, so. I would
1: have had no problems if they had taken the titles at that point.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, So, like I said, standing you no know, at the end of the match. You don't see that very mm. often,
1: you know.
0: So, especially when a, a crowd is so behind one team in the beginning of the match, but at the end of the match, you know, the the other team's out of the ring and the, the crowd's on their feet, you know,
1: applauding them. So, that's huge. Mm-hmm.
0: So, next, what do we have, Christian?
1: Uh, Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Alright. Uh, how did you feel about this match? I love the match from start to finish. I agree 100%. It was just so enjoyable. And the way that they were able to tell the story with, against each other and even um, the little nods. I, I I, constantly can't stop getting like I can't get over when Velveteen comes out to the ring in his new outfit and it's a different character, and it has nods to whatever his story is. Mm -hmm. Like, he had the Prince Puma pants. Yes. I I mean, the
0: details that he puts (laughs) in there. But he's got the Hogan shit going, Mm -hmm. too, and everything, who's uh, basically the guy who cut him off of fucking uh, Tough Enough. So, I mean, that's awesome. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) So, um, God. These guys had such great chemistry together. I felt like I was seeing the beginning of something mm. you know like not the end of something i feel like these guys are gonna be battling the ring for like years to come like this is like watching like a young like rock a rocky maivia versus like hunter Hearst helmsley mm. you know for the IC belt back in like 97 96 like i feel like the, the, this is just the start
1: i mean both those things. guys are definitely um what's it called
0: Getting fast-tracked to the main <laughs> roster.
1: <laughs> that plus, I was going to say, Triple H and LaRock have both endorsed both of these. Oh, yes, yes. So it's just... <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Right? They both have. You're right. right. Um, it, Man, you know, I, I did feel at the time that, you know, Velvete- Velveteen Dream needed to be with NXT for a little longer and everything, but now he's just ready. I feel mm. like he's ready to go. I really I'd love do. to
1: see him with the title, but he doesn't need it.
0: No, he really doesn't. Mm. Um, I'm just terrified for him right now. <laughs> I really am. I, I, you never know what's going to happen when they get he called up. He comes up to the
1: main roster, he just gets put out like an Adam Rose or something that's, like that. That's and
0: my I, fear. That's exactly my fear is Adam Rose. I mean, you're seeing what's happening with No Way Jose. Not that he com- have, has any kind of comparability hype-wise or anything or skill-wise. But, um, you know, I mean, No Way Jose is basically a job guy
1: right now. Mm. I mean, he's a glorified job guy so
0: with a conga line
1: I mean Velatine's known you know he has an attitude he has his own way he he knows what he wants Mm -hmm. even going back into Tough Enough the way he was like talking about what he wants to achieve and everything Mm -hmm. I could totally see him being one of those guys that goes out uh, does what he wants then asks for forgiveness later type of people Mm -hmm. you know trying to make his stories better yeah yeah, you just got to be careful, as mm, we we found out today. <laughs> How I far thought. you go, <laughs> once again,
0: foreshadowing people. <laughs> so, but yeah, this was a classic mm. match, back and forth, beautiful spots. I mean, the transitions between moves, the flow. I mean, I can't say Ricochet enough. can stay
1: though. Ricochet can stay. Oh, I
0: definitely feel like Ricochet needs. He to stay. Will be wasted on
1: the main roster. He I feel
0: totally like it's does. only. I I don't see him staying long though. I don't see. I mean, he's just such a name right now, and he's. he's, he's I huge, agree hundred percent. But they will not. I use think him they probably. are. Oh no! But I'm terrified they're not going to use Dream properly either. But I feel I mean, like he
1: can make his own way either way.
0: I feel like what Ricochet will benefit from is Mike time, you know, in NXT. Just kind of working out those kinks, you know, and just Mm. kind of work on his, like, personality and everything a little more. Because I do feel like he needs that. He cuts a decent promo, but I don't know if he's as believable. Like, Dream, you believe everything he's saying. As, like, flamboyant and out Mm. there as it is, you believe in that character. Ricochet has all the ring skills and more than you'll ever need, you know, Mm. to make it in the WWE. But... I definitely feel like he just needs a little work on his yeah. skills and just, I mean that, but that's only going to be a month. like, it's going to be hard for them to resist pulling him up mm-hmm. because he has such a name, you know, in the business and he's instant, you know, like, you know, subscriptions for them, <laughs> you know? So I don't, I don't foresee him being in NXT for long. Yeah. Well, know? if anything just sounded to SmackDown, Yes, God. hide him on SmackDown. <laughs> that will, especially with that TV deal, I believe, when is that happening? Is it 2019? Or I'm is it 2020? Sure. I, well, felt, wherever, I felt like it was near the end If it's of sooner than later, more. I feel like he'll definitely get called up sooner. You know, just to, you know, pad that roster mm. some. No, no, and they got a great roster over there right now. I mean, they might not be using them right, but they've got a good roster. But they definitely. I, you want could have a, a
1: small right feud there. between him and Almas. That would be amazing. Yeah, on we SmackDown, didn't, we didn't even see it tonight. But that's neither here nor
0: no. there. So um, NXT guys just kind of come and go on SmackDown and Raw right now. But whatever. Um, but yeah, that would be a fun feud. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Um, yeah. So, but yeah, this was. This was definitely a... that's a hard one, right? I almost wanted to call it the match of the night, but then I looked at the
1: it was very close. It was the match of the time. I believe when it came out, I'm gonna call it a tie, though. And we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm kind of curious which which one. Right,
0: well, we'll get to. It. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So next we've got uh,
1: Shayna Baszler. My favorite name versus uh, Nikki Cross. (laughs) That's the name we couldn't remember for like four episodes. I was live tweeting this event, couldn't remember her name. So if you go back and you look at the tweets, it's like, The Champ. Uh (laughs) And her
0: name's probably on the screen. Yes, on
1: screen. They're saying it in my ears, and I still couldn't get it.
0: Sheena (laughs) Beasler. Yes. Um... I was excited for this match right off the bat just because the chemistry between Mm. these two and just, you know, seeing these two personalities clash, um, it made perfect sense. And I wasn't disappointed at all by this match. Um, It was interesting to see these two styles, Mm. you know, go at it and see how Basley would handle that in the ring. I thought it was a huge test for her you know, to have such a, like, you know, badass character, but to deal with, like, Nikki Cross, who's completely, you know, off the rails, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, she's literally putting her submission holds and she's smiling, you know, things like that. Um, but this was just a fun, you know, uh, dynamic between the two. Yes. <laughs> um, but I I feel like Baszler is, it's another one where I feel like it's only a matter of time. You know, before she ends up getting called. I up mean, that's too.
1: that's the same story though with Ricochet. She needs to work on bike work. She does, but she could be someone that has like a, a someone on the mic mm. with her too. I they they could easily throw her up. They definitely want. That, I feel like uh, once teamwork between her and uh, Rousey. Like they keep mentioning the four horsemen over see, and over and over again. I could see those two going at it though.
0: Well, yes, I could. But, you know, I mean, maybe they tease it at first, but I could see Baszler turning on her very quickly. Mm. <laughs> Um, you know, and that would be great. I mean, Charlotte Shasha all over again. Oh, god, and those guys work in a program. I mean, yeah, I could definitely see some awesome matches, but that's in the future. Mm. Um, but yeah, so but
1: Nikki Cross, um, where do you think this leaves her? Uh, she's in limbo. She the way that she advertises herself later on made it seem like she still wants to go after the NXT Women's title. Okay, but, so she cut a promo after this. I didn't see that. Well, it was like a Twitter response. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, because I was really actually... So, Sanity was on SmackDown tonight. They debuted finally Mm -hmm. on SmackDown. So, I was actually half-thinking that Nikki Cross would actually be with them, even though, you know, all the vignettes and everything they've been showing has been without her, Mm -hmm. um, which is really disappointing to me because that's one of my favorite parts of Sanity is, you know, what she brings to the table. Um, It really... I don't know. I feel like Sanity is less without her, and I almost, you know, I, I... I feel like Sanity brings a lot to that character also. Mm-hmm. So they both need each other in my mind. I mean, I could see her as just like this kind of like almost like, you know, she's almost like a monster character, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better term, you know, where she's just completely off hinge. I would love to see um, her
1: with that SmackDown Women's roster.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they need, they just, I feel like she needs like a handler almost, you know, and in a weird way Sanity was that mm-hmm. handler, you know, where she was kind of like the, you know, pitbull of the group. Um, which was fun, so I miss that. Um, I don't know if she's gonna stay on NXT for long. I could eventually see her debuting with them.
1: I could have saw her coming up today.
0: That's I why. I, that's really what I thought when they they kind of show their silhouettes like in um, in the background in, in the locker room, you know, before they debut. And I thought we were gonna see hers, like you know, show up on screen. So I was, I was pretty disappointed tonight. But you know, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, this was a great match, a fun match. Um, you know, just interesting, you know, styles going at it in mm-hmm. here. But I thought it was well done. So you definitely could see Nikki kind of, you know, carrying uh, Basler though, at times. But she's so young, and she's so new to the game. I mean, this is her first year. Really. And Nikki's been around for a while. Yes. So, and she's, yeah, she was definitely the seasoned vet. There's a reason why they put her with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it makes perfect sense. So. But yeah, great match. Great match. match. Once again, (laughs) you're going to hear a lot of great matches. All right, next we have Ulster Black um, facing off against Lars Sullivan for the NXT
1: Championship. What do you think? Great match. Great match. (laughs) Um, Got a lot out of Lars in this, and I thought that was really great to see him on a one-on-one. Because, you know, he is built to, like, take on just, like, Everyone in front of him, he's kind of like a Braun Strowman type character. He seems like a monster, like another
0: monster character. He totally feels like a throwback to, like, the 50s or 60s. I could totally see him, like, in the ring across from, like, Bruno Mm Sammartino. He totally has that look. I don't know how old this guy is, but he looks like he's 40 (laughs) to me. And I'm sure he's probably, like, maybe early 30s. But he looks older than he is. I mean, he's fucking strong as an ox, man. Some of the shit that he was doing. Oh, yeah. Um, And it was great to see Alistair, like, go against a character like this, a wrestler like this. You know, he felt like a a legitimate threat to him. He's 29. He's 29. (laughs) He totally looks like, I could totally see him in a black and white clip, you know, standing across (laughs) the ring from, like, Bruno San Martino or fucking Bob Backlund or something like that just an old school heel. Yes. So um but yeah no, this was a fun match. really I mean really he was
1: making catches that were just like ridiculous. Seamless. Yes. Seamless. Like
0: he didn't stop. It was all him. It was all strength. Brute strength. Um but he's got a fun moveset too. Like he's not too like one dimensional, you know. He's not just punching and kicking out Ooh. there, you know. So he can he can wrestle, he can move in the ring. Um which for nowadays it, for a big guy is a must. You know, I think the days of, you know, punch, kick, punch, kick are over yes. pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, I and mean, I thought black, you know, uh, he really held his own well against this match. And we saw a different side of black that we haven't seen before, you know, him kind of like on the run a little, which I thought was fun. Um, I know there's a huge botch in this match <laughs> that happens that would, you know, had the internet buzzing for a little bit. I watched the rebroadcast and they totally like edited before, you know, It really, like, got out. So, I mean, it's a huge, you know, you know, I mean, just fuck up. But it's going to happen. You yeah. Know, I, mean, I mean they
1: at least it wasn't like the finish to the match. No. It wasn't like No,
0: it wasn't. And that's that's huge. I don't think they did an audible either. I don't think it was supposed no. to be the pl- I plan. I think he was supposed either. to like just eat that one yes. and get out of it. but... Yes, but it sucks that he totally did the the sound for the kick yeah. and everything and it totally just whiffed and he sold it like it hit. I mean, it's a big fuck up, but it is what it is and it will disappear <laughs> now on the network forever. So you'll never see it again. It'll be a gift though, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You know, left and Probably right. It is, or you can. So uh <laughs> I'm sure that moment that it aired, it was a gift. So but uh I I love the finish of this match too. You know, I love that he just had to keep on hitting his finisher and mm. he just You know, Sullivan just kept on like I was like, is he gonna fucking win this match? I really (laughs) felt like, I was like holy shit, you know, and he had the his mouth was bleeding and everything, just selling it so well, Mm -hmm. till he finally finished him off, I thought that was great, you know he had to like put him out of his misery basically so I really, I mean he didn't lose anything in losing
1: this match, it didn't hurt either
0: no, no, if anything he made Sullivan more, I felt like so I, I really, really you know thought a lot of this match Mm. so um but yeah yeah um but this was not the uh tie okay that I was was curious I just wanted to see yes yes um go ahead
1: Christian so we have Ciampa versus Gargano again but in a Chicago street fight (sighs) these guys could just fight forever I'd be okay with it (laughs) (laughs) like I, I I had concerns because I was like okay We've seen this happen a few times now. We, I mean, the last match was a non-sanctioned match, which, which really, is, really is kind of a street fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, I just need to see them do something new with this. And it doesn't have to feel like they're telling this exact story over and over and over again. This was perfect. It was what it needed to be.
0: Yes, exactly. And this was great storytelling, once again. I mean, all the callbacks to like... When uh, Tommaso like first stabbed Johnny in the back, you know, and just I mean, this shit with the wedding ring—I mean, <laughs> I mean, there was some like deep storytelling I hope that going was a on. Fake ring. Oh, I'm sure there's no way, <laughs> there's no way that he let him spit on his wedding ring and then throw it across Into the, the arena. No, no, that was a fake. Um, so but no, I mean this, you know, the one, the the only reason why this match wasn't Match of the Night for me. Why it's a tie between this match and Ricochet and Dream was just because of the use of the weapons in the match. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, that kind of garbage style of wrestling. Um, And if you're going to use a weapon, like, it better be a real weapon, not a fucking garbage can lid and, like, that kind of shit. Like, I I feel like those are weak-ass weapons. Like, I want to see fucking chairs... I want to see things that count. There better be fucking blood, you know. I mean, so I mean, I know in this PG world that we live in now with the WWE, you're not going to get those things. So I'd rather have them not even do them. Just keep it a straight up fight. Don't pull out. You're you really know? gonna
1: love this next pay-per-view. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I fucking hate Extreme Rules. God, I hate Extreme Rules now. Um, God, you remember the Ambrose Asylum? Yeah. Yes. That I, <laughs> the, I, I you gotta say more that match. Oh God, Christian. Didn't they have the plant hangings? Yes. yes. It okay. was fun. Yes. <laughs> fun,
1: Christian.
2: Fun. These I like Ambrose. I fun. like the shenanigans. Uh-huh, yes. In. It was
0: cute. It was cute. It was a cute fucking <laughs> hardcore match. <laughs> so, but anyway. uh, So that, that kind of gets a tick down, you know? Mm. So instead of being like, you know, a six-star match, it's a five-star match for me. <laughs> So, um, you know, because I, once again, I feel like Ricochet and Dream is a five star match. Mm. So that's why I have to call it a tie. Um, these guys, like, they have such great chemistry together. And we, like, I, during the cruiserweight uh, challenge, when these guys faced off, you, you saw it right then mm. and there that they were willing to do anything to you. It was such a stiff match and such an awesome back and forth between those guys. You knew that this was eventually going to be like, something. Like, they are
1: better than Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the ring, ring work-wise, yeah. Um, Tommaso is such a great fucking heel. I mean, he do, he's just a classic heel. He's what a heel is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I buy... John, like, Johnny's a great face, but I don't know if he's as good as Sammy as a face, mm-hmm. you know, on the mic. Sammy is like this generation's Tommy Dreamer to me. Where where as a face he's so sympathetic that you just, you know, want to rally around him and everything. So I mean I mean Johnny's great, don't get me wrong, but I really enjoyed Sammy, you know, um, in that feud. And I still do. I and I think his heel work has been fantastic. He's just given he's been given shit basically to work <laughs> with. So, um, but Tommaso, holy fuck. I mean, what a great heel. Oh my god. Ooh. Um I actually some inside baseball. I actually went online looking for a Tommaso shirt after this, and like a classic heel, he doesn't even have one, which I fucking love because he's wearing one at the show, but they they're not selling it. Yes, yeah, so and made comments. That I'm not. That's heel one oh one right there. You don't fucking sell merch. Why would anyone want to wear my shit, right? And why would I want you to wear my shit? <laughs> That's good fucking heel work right there. So I love that. I totally want one still, but... <laughs> hey, I'm sure someone
1: will make it custom. I'm that. sure. Oh, I'm sure.
0: Um, but yeah, no. This, I mean, the back and forth, the storytelling, the shit with the fucking ring when he fucking... I've never seen that before. When he pulls up the ring apron and actually starts pulling up the canvas and shit. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before in a match. Um, where he's actually trying to actually use the canvas it was a little like
1: eh, i don't know if
0: that really would do that much i think using the concrete outside would be just as effective but i get it it's something different to throw in yeah. here
1: so it was still fun um and the spot still came like out of nowhere for yes me.
0: yes um what did you think about that whole like you know they basically have him you know getting carted off he's on a gurney Tomaso. So it seems like the match is over. Hmm. Um, what did you think about that kind of turnaround
1: finish? Um, I liked it. I like seeing, you know, Garena, like, snap. You know, he, he's you know he's lost it at this point. And, you know, you think he's got to, like, take out all this revenge and out of nowhere. Yes. But, it almost
0: feels like he's kind of walking in Tommaso's shoes. Like, mm. he's, like, all of a sudden, like, I've become... You know, exactly. That, you know, heal that you are now. Like, I'm willing to do anything. I don't give a shit anymore. You know, like, you've pushed me to uh, over my limit. You know, it's great storytelling. Um, but then, yeah, for Tommaso to take advantage of that, <laughs> I thought was fantastic. Where the hell do they end up, though? Like, where are they? Like, this isn't over, obviously. <laughs> the man spit on his wedding ring and threw it into the fucking crowd. This isn't over. I so know I know there's a know. takeover happening. Well, I'm sure SummerSlam has a takeover. Mm. So it's so usually the bigger pay per views have yeah, one. but
1: what's the story, you know, at this point? Is it just... It's just a blood
0: feud at this point. I mean it probably a lose or leave. I know they kinda already did that. Um, but I don't see where else they go. i
1: um, what kind of NXT, match type can they have at this point?
0: Well, I'd probably be they could go I mean, this is such an old school feud, this could go into a cage, I'd be fine, you know? You don't need to do a huge gimmick match. You just do a classic cage match with these two. you think it's like NXT's first Hell in a Cell? I don't think they'll get that. I think they'll, you know, Vince is going to be protective of his baby. So, I mean, that's unfortunate. I, I could definitely, it warrants it, absolutely, but I don't see that happening. I definitely feel like it'll be a classic cage match if they do anything. I don't know where else they go. I mean, loser leaves. You know, I could see the only other stipulation, really. And, you know, either of these guys could go. You know, and they're ready. I mean, I just don't know. I'm Once again, I'm just worried about what they would do with him. You know, I don't... You know, Johnny should be coming in as a huge baby face. I don't Mm -hmm. know if they'll recognize him, you know, for who he is. And once again, I hope he would end up on SmackDown. (laughs) Where he'd be a little protected. Yeah, I mean, he's Um, got enough people to talk to Vince and... But that's the same with everyone else, like Finn and, you know, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean, there's a lot of people in Vince's ear, but Vince does what he wants to do. We've Mm -hmm. seen that now. So that only matters so much. You know, I mean,
1: thank God for AJ Styles. (laughs) I don't know if I would want Gargano and... um, Tommaso together in the same... and Brian on the same show.
0: They feel very similar. Mm -hmm. But goddamn, they put on awesome matches. Like, I'd be okay with Brian going heel. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know I can see that. I heal awesome. brian against mm-hmm. it.
0: oh that'd be fantastic i'd love it i mean i'm loving the side of brian that we're getting now um this vicious side and we'll get there but yeah no this is that would be a fantastic program um but yeah i don't i don't know i don't know where we, where they go i really it, it concerns me it concerns me that they would just put them on 205 live honestly I mean, it would make that show. I would watch, you know, if they're really concerned Mm -hmm. about ratings for that show, put them on 205 Live. I mean, I would hate, I would probably hate that, but I mean, they would make that show. That's for sure. I don't know how long they would last there. So, I mean, he's, I got, Johnny's smaller than Brian is, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be a hard sell for McMahon. It really is. It really is. I mean, look what Brian had to go through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... You know, Tommaso, I feel like, has a better chance just because he's such a classic heel. They'll love that. So you think they'll give him a theme when he comes up? What do you mean by theme? Like gimmick? Like a, a No, music a, and everything.
1: Oh, a new theme? Yeah, because he's coming out now and it's just... just nothing. Yeah, he'll have something.
0: McMahon's not going to have that. You know he's going to want something. <laughs> I thought you meant like a gimmick or something. Like no, a dentist no. or... <laughs> <laughs> or a nerf hammer. Like the Bludgeon Brothers, they'll make they'll make him like the third Bludgeon Brother.
1: No, he just come out with a crutch.
0: Oh, <laughs> that, that would be nice. So, but yeah, I mean, if you aren't watching NXT, watch NXT. You know, if you're kind of disappointed with WWE like we are right now, watch NXT and yes. make all right
1: in the world. You know. So, um, uh, what would you give this crossover? Cross, take a crossover, crossover Jesus Christ uh,
0: <laughs> comparatively speaking god, you know what they do well is like they don't have too many matches mm. so they allows every match enough breathing room so they can tell their story they I mean oh god is there anything that I would I gotta give it a, out of five stars yeah I gotta give it... I'm gonna give it... You know what? I'm gonna give it four and a half stars just because it didn't have Adam Cole on it. There. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just hand out five stars left and right, but <laughs> it's very close. Mm. I'm gonna give it four and a half stars.
1: I, I was gonna say the same. Um, you know, I I definitely agree with trash cans. are always very lame. Yeah. Uh, they kind of take away from that match, but besides that... Um, I would have liked to have seen Nikki Cross and Basil go a little longer. I felt that was a bit short mm-hmm. for them. But it was still, they got a good amount of time. But it felt, I don't know, the finish felt very, like...
0: The finish felt predictable, too. Yeah. Like, you knew she was going to pass out smiling mm-hmm. in that. So, like, I, I you had a good feeling that was happening. So, um, I still a great match, don't get me wrong. Um, but, yeah. No, I I can agree with that. They could have used a little more time, but maybe that was, you know, because of Shayna being green and they wanted to protect her,
1: kind of. This is um, nitpicking,
0: really. Yes, it it really is. It really is. I mean, the Sullivan botch, you know, maybe takes it a a, a tick down, maybe. Maybe. You know, like I said, I didn't really see it. I just heard about it. Like even,
1: Even when it happened, I was like, oh, the crowd's giving them away
0: too much. Too hard of a yeah, time Yeah, I for... mean, just fucking relax. Mm. You know? I mean, half these people have a hard time walking straight. What the fuck is their problem? i like to see you do it. <laughs> like, you don't have to fucking mm. call it out left or right like that. Give me a break. <laughs> I hate that. I really... It's a pet peeve, you know? I, like, I don't want my matches... And this was a big whiff. Don't get me wrong. But, like, when a wrestler, like, kind of trips up the ropes and they start chanting you fuck up, that drives me nuts. Like, I don't want my match to look perfect. It shouldn't look like ballet, mm. you know? There's going to be little botches. Like professional athletes running down the field trip once in a while, you know. There are plays that don't work in real sports. So wrestling should be like that. That's okay mm. if it looks gritty and it looks like, you know, something that they're forcing someone else to do. You know, you know, not something that's totally choreographed. So I'm okay with little botches here and there, you know. I mean, this one was pretty egregious, but... <laughs> it is what it
1: is I mean it wasn't anywhere near as bad as Undertaker trying to big boot Cena at and then
0: Cena bonus. laying there and yeah. selling it
1: you know for like three minutes
0: you know they recovered really well mm. from that and they went right into the finish and it was a great finish so I think that helped a lot so yeah four and a half stars for me yeah so alright well up next we move on to Sunday and yes. we had the Money in the Bank pay-per-view Um, we started off with a pre-show match, the Bludgeon Brothers, um, versus Gallos and Anderson. I did not watch it. (laughs) I did not watch it either. Um, but it pretty much worked out the way we thought it was going to work out with, uh, the club, the good brothers, if you will, doing the job. So, um, a little disappointing. Um, I would have, like, it, it sounds like it was a rather quick match, Yeah. Um, you know, for especially for the pre-show. I feel like they kind of let the pre-show go a little longer so they can plug as much shit as they can. Um, but yeah, this was only seven minutes and, you know, it was very predictable. We knew what was happening. Um, but yeah, you know, it's unfortunate because I really was hoping that, you know, moving to SmackDown would be kind of the fire that would, you know, really light, you know, Gallus and Anderson's push
1: but it doesn't seem like that's happening at all. I just haven't felt a good thing from them since beat up John Cena, so... No,
0: no, I don't get it.
1: I really don't.
0: It's one of your, like, actual tag teams that have a personality Mm. that can work, and for some reason, they just refuse to push them. So, but whatever, you know. (laughs) I'm not the billionaire in charge. (laughs) So, uh, we start off the card with Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. What did you think of this match?
1: Um from what i saw of it it was okay you know i i'm not i'm not too big on either of these two fighting each other so it's just this was really the
0: class a classic like david versus goliath like match um just really well done by brian um it got a decent amount of time but it, it didn't feel like it dragged you know he they got like over 15 minutes for this match but I thought it was well done. They had actually decent chemistry in the ring, which I was not expecting at all seeing like their last match. Um I, I thought Cass actually held his own in this, surprisingly. But I love what Brian is showing. Brian, of course, made this match, but mm. I love this new, like, I don't know, character that Brian's portraying where he's just just this vicious like shooter, you know, character. Um, he's not all about the rah rah. He's not stopping every like couple minutes and doing the yes chant, and you know he's just attacking one body part and taking apart Cass, um, and that's really what the story is. Very old school wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. um, where you can really track the story throughout the match, you know, well, he starts here and he works his body part and then, you know, this happens, but then he comes back. Like he always comes back <laughs> to what he was originally trying to do. So I, I love that, you know, um, you know, it feels, it makes it feel real. It makes it feel authentic. You know, it only makes sense. You know, Cass has a bad leg. So of course, you know, Brian is going to attack that leg. Mm. And that was his focus throughout this match. Um, but, you know, I mean, Cass was trying to get over the fact that he was this cocky big guy and it, he achieved that um, but it went pretty much the way I thought with Brian going over I felt like there was nothing behind this feud anymore I felt like they lost interest in this feud um, and I don't know how much of it was Cast's fault how much of it was creative's fault maybe it was a marriage between the both just a cocktail of disaster mm-hmm. you know waiting to happen um, and you know we found out today what they really thought of the cast and we'll get there soon so but yeah I mean I think this did a huge service to Brian and really kind of told a story of where his character is right now Mm. Um,
1: you know I kind of I kind of wish we could see more of this style that Brian is doing on Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Zack Sabre Jr. is just kind of like you know different hold each like time that he possibly can when he could be telling more of a story
0: yes yes i definitely i agree where it's just kind of like hold for hold sake Mm -hmm. and everything where you know brian works a body part for a while then he puts on a hold you know so there's a reason why he's doing you know x y and z so i i definitely agree with that so um you know it's not just a spot for a spot's sake you know um you know and then i've only seen so much from saber jr so i'm judging him off a handful of matches honestly Uh, But, yeah, no, this this was a fun match um, to see. And I I did enjoy, like, the old-school feel it had. (laughs) Um, There were some really nice spots in this match, too. And Brian did a great job, as always, selling. You know, that's one thing that I think gets overlooked a lot with his style. A lot of the, you know, why people get behind him is how well he sells, you know, things. You know, he really, you know stirs up those emotions where you do want to see him come back, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, what he's, you know, dealing with. Um, so it's really like seeing that comeback story mm-hmm. from him, you know. I mean, I think he just stirs up that emotion in the crowd so well. Um, but yeah, no. Uh I thought it was a good opener. So if you told me in before this card that this was going to be opening the the whole, you know, pay per view, I would have groaned. So I was mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised with this.
1: Well that's good. So,
0: all right. Next, we have Bobby Lashley uh, up against Sami Zayn. Now, during this match, I did grow. <laughs> this match was horrible.
1: I, I can barely even remember this match, and I there's just, not much I to was remember. definitely watching and sitting through it.
0: This was yes, unmemorable as it can get. It pretty much went the way that you know everyone foresaw it mm. happening. Um, this angle has no future. They've abandoned ship. And they're moving on. So, this was basically a vehicle to put over Lashley. Um, very much, very much a one sided affair. So, um, which was rather disappointing. Um, Lashley is just looks uncomfortable out there. And this character that he's trying to portray is just not clicking no. with him or the fans. So, they need to rethink what they're doing right now. And they probably won't. <laughs> it is what it is so but yeah this was a stinker this was not
1: Yeah, poor guy coming back to WWE for this is just ridiculous
0: and he basically was main eventing like Wrestlemania you know when he left you know I, I mean god you know it just felt like such just the lack of fanfare I mean he's and he's really coming to his own as a wrestler so I don't know what's not clicking with him because he just feels off in the ring too like I mean I know was was A. Where you know things are pre-taped and maybe there was some editing going on but he looked so much better in the ring there and his character was believable he was just this big badass you know and his heel work was great so I don't understand why they felt the need to have him come out as a face here you know fans weren't that behind no. Lashley when he left WWE or the, you know <laughs> well he's going to get cheered anyway I don't think half the fans remember who he is except you know the guy in the Wrestlemania clip holding Vince McMahon's
1: shoulders down as they shave his head.
0: Yeah, you know, I feel like that's pretty much the last mm. memory
1: they have of Lashley. And you can easily turn that person into a heel. No yes, easily. Anyone can be turned
0: Easily. Into Absolutely. So, I mean, this isn't like fucking The Rock coming back or Stone Cold. Mm. So there's no reason not to, like, if it's not, if it's working here, it'll work, you know, there. So let him be a heel again. So... Um, but yeah, so this was a stinker, uh, <laughs> definitely bathroom brick uh, match, um, and that's the second, really the second match into the card. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, but next we had Seth Rollins versus Elias, yes, which completely flips it around. <laughs> this was a great match. Yes, I really enjoyed this match a lot more than I thought I was going to. I'm a huge fan of Rollins. But Elias really showed me something in this match. And it wasn't just Rollins carrying him to a good mm-hmm. match, you know. I was saying before this pay-per-view that I really needed some more, like, to see more out of Elias in the ring. And he gave me more. Right, he delivered. He definitely did. And, I mean, this was, I didn't know what to expect in this match. And I def—I called Rollins winning. But, like, halfway through that match, I definitely felt like, oh, this is Elias' night. I could definitely see them putting the strap around mm-hmm. Elias. Um, and it would have been well deserved, and I could definitely get behind that. But this was Rollins' match. Um, he's just on a different gear right now. He's on a different level than everybody else. I feel like on Raw, um, he's he's really coming to his own. Um, and I don't know if just the handcuffs are off, or he's just you know, like I said, hit a different gear, and he's just got this newfound confidence. Because I mean, out there, he just looks like he can't do any wrong. Hmm.
1: He he's just flawless in the ring right now. Which is great. It yes, is really great. Just to kind when I think about you know Seth Rollins when he was first on his own um, on the main roster and he's like you know, getting into injuries. He's uh, you know kind of not safe a lot of the time to, during that whole run. Yeah, yeah, I see.
0: And then you know the face turn that wasn't really a face turn. Yeah. Basically, Triple H, you know, uh, doesn't want me anymore, so I'm mad at him. So now I'm a face. Mm. That's was pretty much his story arc. Like, Triple H chose Kevin Owens instead of him. Yes. So he was pissy about it. So we're supposed to get behind him because of that. Like, it made no sense. Like, he was forced to turn face. Mm. You know? So, I mean, that floundered, like, right away. That was just not working. For months, it didn't work. Um, to get to where he is, is now, movie, where yes. I feel like they're just behind him 100%. Um, so, I... I This was a great match, and it it feels like Rollins now is on that like elite level where he can just make people in the ring, um, and bring out the best in people. And not saying that this was just one sided, you know, this Mm -hmm. was not a one sided affair, but he brought out the best in Elias, so and I could definitely see him carrying that belt soon, Elias. Um, and god, he's going to be a five tool player really once he. He puts it all together. I mean, what that guy, what Elias can do on the mic, mm. what he, you know, the look, and just if he can work like this, at this level, night after night, I mean, that's just next level shit right there. So, I mean, I could see big things for Elias. Oh, yeah. um, which, if you told me <laughs> a year ago, I would be saying that. I would call oh, yeah. you a fucking liar.
1: <laughs> I mean, even when we heard that he was br- being brought up from NXT, we were like, what? yeah he's not ready yeah
0: yeah and it just felt like oh McMahon's in love another body guy right you know because I mean he is a body guy Uh, but yeah no this guy he brings everything to the Mm. table everything and more are you you walking with Elias? I am walking with Elias my friend I'm on the bandwagon (laughs) nice nice. so but yeah so yeah great match and I I hope to see more out of these two you know I I want this feud to continue we'll see though after all we'll see where it goes now um so next we've got the
1: uh, women's money in the bank match. Yes. Um uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ember Moon, Lana, Naomi, Natalia, Sasa Banks, and Alexa Bliss.
0: This match was a upgrade over the first Money in the Bank, the first women's money in the bank match for me. Yes. An absolute like upgrade for me. Um, I felt this was a well-put-together match. I enjoyed a lot of the spots at times it felt like too choreographed for me where I felt like there was points where like the women, they knew what was supposed to happen and like they, someone was like a couple seconds off. Yeah. So they kind of hesitated. That, um, <laughs> that happened a couple times. So, um, that kind of downgraded a little for me but also overall like i thought this like everyone got their work in mm-hmm. i liked how they started off the match classic like king of the Mountain style um but there wasn't too much of that because there was a point where it's like okay they can't do this the whole match where like you know you only have two people in the ring everyone's outside of the ring you know either recovering or kind of just brawling aimlessly but um, you got like probably what's like three quarters away of the match where they introduced the one ladder and then like the rest of the matches this these people trying to race up the ladder because really that's what the money in the bank match mm. is really it's a fucking race to get up that goddamn ladder you know and a lot of times that gets lost I feel like you know where it just becomes a spot fest or you know how we can use this ladder as a weapon that wasn't this. You know, this was, you know, more, you know, more logical, you know, like if someone's out of the ring, I'm trying to run up the fucking ladder, you know, I'm not like setting up five ladders to do this, you know, crazy spot, you know, so I enjoyed that. You know, I actually, I felt like it added a lot of tension, especially since I didn't know who was going to win this match, (laughs) which I enjoyed.
1: It was very up in the air. Um, I think the only problem I ever had with the match was as soon as Lana introduced that second ladder, it kind of felt clusterfucky for a while. It you know just, what
0: drove me nuts was the fact that that one ladder was way too short and none of them was grabbing the bigger ladder. Yeah. You know, I was like looking, I was like, they can't reach the fucking, the, the <laughs> suit, the briefcase from here. There's no way they can reach. I was like, well, do they have the like uh, briefcase like too high or something? Like, who like measured this out? Like, maybe they were like, they just did it for the men's. Not thinking, oh, well, the women are all like four or five inches shorter. So this might be an issue, especially for like bliss, you know, no. out there. Because once they started climbing, you didn't believe that they were going to be able to reach the ladder or the um, briefcase. So it kind of took away that suspense, gotcha. you know, even though it was like midway through the card like or the, the match. But still, it's like, oh, there's no way they're reaching that. Look how fucking hot, you know, how far it is. So, you know, when they introduced that second ladder, I was relieved almost, but I get what you're saying. It did feel a little clustery.
1: Well, yeah, because you, I mean, at that moment, it just became, you know, these six people just rotating. Like, right? mm-hmm. I'm pull you down. And then there's two people on the ladder, I'm going to pull one person down. See, there's I actually, enjoyed, I thought I enjoyed
0: that. It was a little stooges. It was a definitely a little three stooges at times, but I actually enjoyed that. I enjoyed the spot where, like, Charlotte actually went in between the ladders and speared was it? Was it Sa- or No, was it Lana? Or Sasha? She does it twice. She does it t- where she goes in between, like she runs underneath. Yeah, letter. she runs
1: underneath the spears. So she does it, I think, once to Ember and then once to someone else. Oh other. my god,
0: that fucking spot that Sasha took. What did she take onto the fucking ladder? She bumped on that ladder really hard, right from the get-go, where I was like, oh
1: shit. Was that when Ember did a crossbody or was that Yes! It
0: was? it was that crossbody where she fucking took. I was like, holy... And I think... Ember Moon really shined in this match. Yes. And she needed to just because I feel like she's not getting enough TV time. But I really enjoyed everything that she was doing. She took one ridiculous bump that was very, like, <laughs> flare like Where he, mm-hmm. she, like, kind of, like, stood up and then, like, bumped and everything. Oh, the
1: X Factor from Lana.
0: Yes, yes. Was, it was off the ladder, you know. Mm-hmm. It was where she, like, actually caught her head on the ladder. But it was a little hokey with the, you know, it was total flare. It was total flare, But you know fun Mm -hmm. you know that's nitpicking at most and i love flair so don't get me wrong but um but yeah yeah Uh, lana wasn't as much of a detriment as i thought she was going to be you could definitely tell she didn't want to take the big bump off the ladder. (laughs) they'd have to drag her down a couple rungs before she would fall off the ladder but she eventually took a few bumps here and there um but yeah she didn't screw things up you know, which could, you know, a factor like that in the match could definitely, you know, work against
1: everybody. Oh, she did a good job in this match. This yeah. was the most, uh, the best performance I'd say I'd seen. Yes. Her so far. And that's
0: not saying much, but mm. yes, I definitely feel like this was her best performance in the ring. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And she stood her own a lot too, you know, where it felt almost believable. Hmm. So um, it I like started was... to worry at certain points <laughs> that she was going to win. The match.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like one of those situations where they had her like teaming up with people the entire time or anything like that. Was, yeah, they was... had
0: her go toe to toe with Bliss, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, okay, well, I can see this. This makes sense. So <laughs> I
1: don't care what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so actually, speaking of Bliss, um, mm-hmm. I felt she was the weakest in this match. She did not
0: take many bumps and maybe they were going for that classic heel thing where she was kind of
1: waiting they they alluded to it and the announcers are like oh Bliss is not running in at all you know she's just hanging out in the because I did
0: notice that where she wasn't working the ladders that much and I, at one point I was like did she get injured or something that she's out this much because she will we've seen her in the elimination chamber mm-hmm. she'll take fucking bumps you know and we've seen her against Nia Jax where she's exactly. getting thrown around ragdolled but across the ring for some reason rag. in
1: this match she had very little to do with
0: anything yeah yeah except for the ending where she ends up running up the ladder and stealing the uh briefcase from uh becky lynch my heart just broke
1: (laughs) (laughs) the crowd was 100 percent behind oh my god entire match by the way yes every time she was up on the ladder she people were standing you could see the crowd was very engaged with whatever she was doing
0: there, I feel like even though she didn't win
1: here, I feel like WWE is ready to give her a push.
0: Um, especially with the promo that she cut before the pay-per-view. It felt like she had a very like heartfelt like mm-hmm. speech. It wasn't rah-rah. It wasn't like she was yelling or screaming. It was just like very matter-of-factly, you know, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going to do. It's my time. You know, and it felt very real. Um, you know, especially for where she is, you know, um, you know, in the uh, Federation right now, if you will. So um, it definitely, you know, feels like they're slowly getting behind her. I wouldn't be surprised if she's, you know, going after the title shortly. Um, you know, maybe they tease it out to like SummerSlam, you know, but there's definitely a groundswell for her. You know, the crowd, the fans are getting behind her more and more. You know, people are noticing, you know, that she's not getting enough spotlight. So... Um, you know which, you know. I it looks like the office is noticing too at the same time, which is good. So because she's a hell of a worker, mm. really. Um, I feel like she's got the most charisma out of a lot of you know the uh, female wrestlers right now. You know, so I I really do.
2: You know,
1: I still wouldn't mind her turning heel.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we're, she's, we're heel guys though. We we could see any. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. I want everyone to be heel.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> So but yeah no. Um, but overall I, this match didn't disappoint. I thought this was a fun match. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super entertaining. Um, and a definite upgrade over last year's. So you didn't have James Ellsworth run out and you know grab the briefs, nope, briefcase. Not this down. Time.
1: <laughs> they not learned from not the mistakes. yet, at least.
0: Yes. So, but we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> next in the dead spot Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. This is the bathroom break spot right here. So they're definitely trying to hide this fucking match. So like right after a big like gimmick match like mm -hmm. this, they always put a dud on just to kind of like, okay, let's reset the crowd, let them go, go, go to the washroom, get their drinks, you know, give them something to calm down over. This was this match. Now Chicago did not calm down though. They took over this fucking match, and rightfully so, because
1: this was the shits.
0: This match (laughs) was horrible.
1: (laughs) I spent more time watching the crowds. Oh, absolutely,
0: and they they wanted that. I mean, and I, you know, there's times where that annoys me when a crowd just completely takes Mm. over a match, especially when it's like with decent workers. But this crowd just let everyone know, you know, how displeased they were Mm. with what they were getting with the reigns, and I think it was more, it was less about gender. You know, and more about Reigns. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with last year, the crowd definitely wasn't happy with gender either. <laughs> and no one has been just because of the push. And it's not his fault. Um, The push that he was getting is just too much too soon. So this was just the perfect storm, you know, for everyone, mm-hmm. especially being in Chicago, because we will let people know how we feel. <laughs> um So, but yeah, the crowd just, I mean, the chants were just all over the place. I mean, we got the classic CM Punk's, we got this is awful. We got this is boring. Which beach is balls, beach balls, um, just random stuff being chanted. Uh, Rusev obviously was in there. Rusev Day. Mm-hmm. So, but I just, I mean, fun. I mean, maybe, <laughs> they made they made the match for me because this match was way too long too.
1: Oh yeah, it was it, very
0: long. It, it was about eight minutes
1: too long. They were, for what they were doing in the ring, how they were like, there was tons of rest holds. They were. Just laying on the outside when they would have big spots, it was just very low energy. It just and what's his name Singh? Yeah, I,
0: I felt like he was the best worker in the <laughs> Like he stole the show for me <laughs> when he kept on coming, getting off the you know his wheelchair and attacking Reigns from behind, oh. and the Reigns almost fell for it again for some reason. Um, I loved all that shit. Uh, when he took the ridiculous bump when Reigns hit him with the Superman punch and then he like kind of like half like died back. Like he flew backwards into the wheelchair. <laughs> Super hokey, but I mean, it entertained me anyway. So uh, those both and I don't know where his brother's his brother's been injured. I don't know when he's supposed oh, okay. to get back, but I mean, those guys don't get enough credit at all because they just do mm. their work and, you know, get it over. So, um, but yeah, no, this match was way too long you know, in the crowd let them know. Um, but yeah, I, I found it interesting that they put this like right in the middle of the card, you know, after a ladder match. Mm-hmm. So they knew. They knew what they were doing. Um I'm not sure what this means, you know, where this heads, you know, for Reigns. For um, well, Universal Championship, of course. Yes, obviously. But and you know and we'll talk about where <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what that's gonna look like soon. So yes. um it's weird we'll get to Raw because uh, things change. Yeah, 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 a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have did hopes. They really? I have uh, hopes. Uh, next, we had Carmella going up against Asuka. What did you think of this match, Christian? I, You know what? Let's start with the positives. Okay. I thought Carmella's work against Asuka was actually impressive. I was actually Impressive. happy with compared to her work with Charlotte, okay. comparably so. Okay, this was great for her. I agree. This was totally a step up. Yes, I don't she's know still in was... the basement, though. <laughs> 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 I don't know if um, Oscar was just carrying her through this and it just made it better, but
0: I, you know, what annoyed me with this match was like the amount of offense that Carmella was getting mm-hmm. and like the amount of like countering stuff. Because character-wise, like, I mean, I guess they kind of did it in the Charlotte match, but you don't get, like, she's not over as this, like, huge worker there. I feel like she should be able to, like, counter all these moves by Mm. Asuka, but she was left and right. She was standing toe-to-toe with her, and I really feel... it was weird. Yes. It's just like... (laughs) This is not who this character is, you know? She's supposed to be a
1: cowardly heel, right? Yeah,
0: and, like, for some reason, she was, like, standing up to her and, like, way overconfident, which I get is part of her heel persona, and that's part of who she is. But, like, she shouldn't be able to pull this off, you know, as as well as she was, because she was really, you know, just going at it with, you know, Asuka, tick for tat, and, you know, standing and holding her own, really. Mm -hmm. So that just felt odd to me. But it felt odd to me that they were booking that way with Charlotte too. Um, But then we got to the interference. You know, we have all of a sudden someone in Oscar's garb come out and Oscar, for some reason, is just frozen in awe of a person wearing her stuff. Yes. No backstory, but like, for what felt like a minute or two, it's just standing there staring.
1: I, someone must have forgot something because there's a moment where, you know, they do the whole head tilt. He does it, and then she, like, does oh, do it. Oh, I forgot and, I must have blacked that out. She does do it, and then they get to the spot. And it's like, okay. They did the whole, like, doink the clown like, bits with the mirrors.
0: Oh, my God. Um. Oh, what a nightmare. And of course, it's revealed, and you could tell right away. It's James Ellsworth underneath the mask. And he does this insanely awkward wink. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Where it felt like he didn't know how to wink. Like he's winking for the first time. Um, It just was, oh Oh, God. God. How many times do you think in his life he's had to wink at someone? I have no idea, but it just feels like something an infant could do. So I don't know why he can't pull it off, (laughs) but it was just weird. And then, of course, she turns around, right? Because she's never wrestled a match before. She doesn't know what this is. She's never come across a distraction. She doesn't know, oh, wait, you know, my opponent's mm. waiting behind me, about to kick my head off.
1: Distraction twice, pretty much, because they they do the whole pause moment, then they fight a little bit longer, and then she turns That's around right. and pauses again yes, to see the reveal. And it's just... Oh. And, it's and big, there's no backstory. There's no,
0: like, oh, I thought it was my... Ancient ancestor from, like, I don't understand what was, why she was so frozen by this, you know, presence. But like the fact that they were doing that, like, did she think it was a clone of herself? (laughs)
1: Like, what the fuck was going on?
0: They didn't explain it all, but yes, Uh, Carmella goes over. Yes. I would have much rather had this been like a disqualification or something like that. I felt like it would fit the character more. I mean, I understand they're trying to give us, like, cocky, like, you know, attitude. I could do anything. But yeah, I just have, not this way. I feel like it hurts Asuka
1: more than it yes. helps Carmella. It should have been a disqualification finish. Yeah. James should have came in with the, still the same garb and just hit um, mm-hmm. Carmella and it would have been over. Yes, but he hits Asuka. And even if the ref doesn't
0: see it and she rolls her up, you know, due to, like, you know, outside interference or something like that. and goes over that way. I would have been okay with that. More so than her just being an idiot and being completely distracted by someone wearing her outfit, just it, it made no sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, whatever. So we we went from Asuka being undefeated yeah. for two years to it's, her losing like three times in a row.
1: So. It's not a whatever though, because we're gonna be because you know a year from now when Asuka's like back at the top, I'm going to mention you know we're there'll be someone. You know, mm-hmm. someone unbelievable going up against her. I'm be like, hey, remember that time for Malavir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's going to happen.
1: That's going to happen. Practically
0: clean. I just, I don't know. I just hope she gets back up to the top. That's my fear right now. You know? I mean, we've got, I feel like we've got duplicate heel champions on both, you know, rosters right now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I just gave away a finish. You Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, up next we got AJ Styles um, uh, walking in as champion, going against Nakamura, last man standing match. Yeah.
1: Uh I mean my match of the night. Yes, I agree
0: with that. Um, I felt like it was a slow start. Um, for this match at first, where I was worried. I never like when they do these matches, the last man standing match, and they start the counts too soon. Like, the ref was counting every single time an opponent was on the ground. And, like, I feel like, okay, if he took a clothesline, you know he's going to get up, mm-hmm. you know, in a matter of seconds. You don't need to start the slow, monotonous count. So I feel like that kind of slowed down the pacing a little at first, but these guys recovered well from that, and they worked with it. Um, just great spots. These guys have awesome chemistry mm-hmm. in the ring um you can tell now that they've worked so i mean i'm sure they're doing the whole house loop and everything like that but um these guys are just like you know just on the same page um i really wish this would have been like what the wrestlemania match was like i feel like it would just been a different story not necessarily like last man standing match but just the way this match was put together and everything and how it featured everyone and you had like Classic heel going up because it's a classic baby face. You know, that's what I feel like that match was missing. Um, you know, a really good storyline, not just, you know, selling it on the fact that it's a dream match. Hmm. You know, so you needed that spark in that match, and I feel like you got that here.
1: I just wish these two could get to like maybe the animosity level that Gorgano versus Sampa has.
0: Yeah, they would need a, a, definitely a more personal like storyline mm-hmm. than what they have going on right now. Um, just more of, like, Nakamura fucking with AJ. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much just mind games. Um, but yeah, you would have to, like, involve family or something like that, you know, or have some kind of huge betrayal happen. I know they kind of had that in the Mania match, but they weren't, like, tag team partners or anything. So no, it's not just they best it's friends. They were still, yeah. he was still messing with them. Yes, him and him he was fucking with, with them before Mania, you know, so, um... But Nakamura's heel work, though, mm-hmm. God, I can't say enough. I mean, he's just a different character now, and he's my one of my favorite heels in the in the company, you know, right mm-hmm. now. So I just love the
1: shit that he's doing. I love um, his reactions to like missing the low blow, and he immediately starts crying. To uh-huh. DJ, like, yes, yes,
0: <laughs> fantastic, and it just enough too, because it, it, it could come off hokey, and it mm-hmm. does a little, but it's just. Just classic heel goodness. Um, so it just warms me inside to see. Because not many people do that. Like, mm. he's he's not afraid to be that cowardly heel. You know, he's not trying to be the cool guy heel. Except for maybe when he's breakdancing down the ring. I don't know. Down the ramp. Like, he does. But, um, I, I, I mean, I love it. I really do. Um, but AJ goes over in this match. So it pretty much ends the feud, you know? so I'm a little disappointed with that I was kind of hoping that Nakamura would end up winning this match I would have loved to see Nakamura get some time with that belt I feel like it's well deserved um, I could have seen this dude. I know a lot of people were actually calling for this to end mm-hmm. they were getting tired of this but I would have been happy with this going to SummerSlam I honestly would with AJ chasing Nakamura you know I really felt like it could have legs like that mm-hmm. and I feel like you get different matches every time you get these two guys going at it together so um, so I'm a little disappointed. I don't know when Nakamura will get another shot at the belt. Oh, yeah, um, he will.
1: You know, I this, hope this so, man. This is my plan. You see, they, this is your plan? They, they, <laughs> they take a break. Okay. back to fighting. Then they'll take another break. And then Mania
2: will Oh, we're on. going to Mania. So we're I going Edge me. and Cena? But, uh, you did tell me that. all the
1: way. I
0: don't think so, man. We're going all <laughs> the way. I hope so, but I don't think so. But I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was great finish. Um, just AJ putting him through the fucking table. I mean, that table exploded, you know, hitting the fucking uh, phenomenal forum, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the, from the inside of the ring to the outside, um, just a really nice finish. And that fucking spot beforehand, what the, oh, he hit the Styles Clash oh, off the, the uh, stairs. The players, yeah. Holy shit, I was totally scared to death. I was like, oh, God, AJ, (laughs) don't fuck this up. Um, Because that's a scary move, especially to hit from that height. But he nailed it perfectly, which I shouldn't be surprised. And with Nakamura answering the 10 count and then, like, just holding himself up on the table and doing the whole, like, come on thing. And then AJ just, you know, squaring up and kicking him (laughs) right in the fucking balls. I was okay with that. I mean, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous at this point that they're still not wearing cups, (laughs) but I was okay with that spot. Mm. I was like, okay, that, that needed to happen there. Um, but that kind of also let me know that that, that this is ending soon. So, and it did, but you know, well done. I think this was their best match. You know, I really do between the two. I mean, not talking New Japan, like in WWE, (laughs) Uh, I think this was, I think this was Um, their best match. Um, so, um, which is unfortunate that it had to come in, but it is what it is. We'll see where uh, the, the road leads us, you know, yes. after SmackDown.
1: So, what do we got next, Christian? Yeah, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. I was pleasantly surprised. Yes. I was scared to death of this match. I was scared to death of that judo throw. For <laughs> <laughs> well, God... I'm like she's gonna break her spine oh my god yeah she seems like a killer
0: she she definitely is working a little snug like those punches that she's throwing they're a little snug they seem <laughs> like, so maybe no one wants to like tell her but she's I mean and maybe they're scared to tell her but she, she's working a little stiff there I mean it makes everything look
1: like a million bucks um, I'm loving it Hey, she's friends with the whole locker room maybe she thinks I can hit a little hard uh-huh, maybe or they're <laughs> just scared to tell her <laughs>
0: But, I mean, this was a great story that was going on. I actually enjoyed what they did in this match. I was really scared that it was just going to be all Ronda. And really, this match, the first, like, three quarters of this match was all Jacks. And they finally booked Nia the way she should have been booked. A monster. Like, Ronda felt overmatched in this match. It really, like, okay, well, this is a rookie fighting against the women's champion. Mm. You know, a woman's champion who's twice her size. And it made sense. She was throwing her around. She was making her look green. And it, it was all part of the story. Don't yes. get me wrong. Until Rhonda decided to hit that next gear. Um, I really, really enjoyed, you know, the story that they told in this match. Um, which doesn't really ever happen in an Ajax match. Um you know, I feel like Nia has a lot of work to do in the ring. So when you put these two together, I was like, oh, God, I hope this is like exactly. a five-minute match. Not because I don't think Ronda can, can't can get there. I just don't know if she's there yet. Um, I felt like, you know, her WrestleMania match was once again a, a huge surprise, a huge relief, if you will. Um, I felt like, I think I even said it was the match of the night. <laughs> for uh for mania i was like at least up there um yeah, but
1: that's because mania was shit yeah well
0: yeah um but <laughs> so once again i mean she surprised me she's really taken to the yes. ring she seems like a natural in there i mean her transitions were great mm. the move she did made sense um you know there was the one spot where she
1: kind of fell out of the ring but it worked. It was okay. Yes, um, um, I was like, was she selling or did she just yeah, accidentally fall out the But if she was
0: selling, it was a great job yeah. selling because it made <laughs> Jax look like a million bucks, right? Um, so, or
1: she's just really clumsy, which we should. This have did scared. so much for both of them. Yes, yeah. it really did, and I appreciated that. I was like, this match is gonna be like like three minutes you know yeah yeah but bliss i was scared was... about the
0: outcome because i didn't want to see Rhonda go over really mm-hmm. i mean we were predicting you know interference and you know we got interference yeah. all of a sudden bliss shows up um was it, Rhonda had her like she was trying to get on the arm bar right yeah
1: she was pretty much doing what she was doing and stephanie breaking the arm yes yeah uh, slowly
0: and it looked like she was about to get an eye to tap out and then bliss came in and whacked them multiple Multiple times times. with that thing and she wasn't fucking doing the little like taps she was actually whacking them with that suitcase um and then she actually like threw Ronda over the fucking table which I was surprised by that that they had that spot in there um and then she you know challenged the Nijax who was actually standing Mm -hmm. up you know on two feet and she took her out um so Bliss walks away with the title so we did get kind of the outcome that we were expecting just, just not opposite just the opposite match. Just <laughs> a different person. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I really, really did enjoy this match. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a memorable cash-in. Um, you know, I mean... God, I'm trying to think the other... Oh, Carmella was the cash-in. You know, which was almost a year, right? It was close to... Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Orangey cash-in. It was yeah.
0: almost a year. We forgot she even had the briefcase. Um, so, yeah, this was right off the bat. They're like, okay, we can't do that again. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Bliss has the title, I guess.
1: Uh, it, it felt like she was about to not cash in, by the way, when she was attacking Ronda the second time.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: they were, do, she was doing that little, like, she was kind of hesitating, mm. so I was happy that she actually
0: cashed in, because that would have kind of sucked, that would have been a downer, so, um, but yeah, no, and the crowd was just fucking on their feet through mm. this whole match, really, so, you know, good for the company, because they invested a lot of money into, uh, Rousey, so, um. Yeah, good for the company. <laughs> so, um, she definitely has a Kurt Angle kind of feel with like how quickly she's adapted to the ring. And That's I know good. she's probably working day and night, you know. And I know she's working house shows, but I mean, like... I can appreciate that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Fucking absolutely, because she takes it seriously. Mm-hmm. And from all accounts... Across the board, she's taking this seriously. This isn't just a fucking hobby. She's not pulling a Lesnar now, 2018, where, you know, it is what it is. That's my side job. She could have easily have done that. Absolutely. And WWE probably would have dealt with it Mm -hmm. because she's such a name. But, I mean, she takes it seriously. She, you know, from the get-go, before she was even part of WWE, she's you know, been a fan. So, I mean, and she's showing it here that this is what she wants to do. So, and that's awesome to see. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it really feels like, you know, the sky's the limit for her, <laughs> um, you know, and I think it's going to be a big help for, you yes. know, the
1: whole women's, you know. I mean, membership. right now I'm at a point where I want to see her more and more, so. Yes, yes.
0: I feel like they have to be careful not to overexpose her yet, you know, because she is still green, just by putting her in the right matches at the right mm-hmm. times. I feel like you're going to start seeing more like tag matches with her and everything um, on Raw, but. You know, you're still not going to see her. So, like, she's going to be like an event, like a special mm.
1: event. I do worry about Alexa versus um, not Naya, but versus uh, Rhonda down the road.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know how they would handle each other. Alexa isn't where like... it's believable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: I mean, for lack of a better term,
1: um, I think
0: they. Can, I, I think Alexa will make it work. You know, um, I don't know when that's. I, I feel like that's probably going to be a Summerslam thing. Yeah,
1: it, that seemed like the road. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't, but I don't know if it's going to be a classic one-on-one. We'll see. Mm. We'll see what happens. I
1: I don't want it to be a triple threat for love of God. I hope not. Mm, it might I, be. I I'm it so, might want to protect uh, Rousey still. I'm so done with Nia versus Alexa. It, it,
0: maybe it's not Alexa, or maybe it's not Nia. You know, there's still the whole Natalie uh, Natalia um, storyline going on. So that's definitely leading to something. You're really
1: selling me on that one. <laughs> it's, you know? that's leading
0: to something. I'm oh telling you. God, hey man, she could pull out a good match. Yeah, with Rousey. I know you don't like the whole Catwoman gimmick, but you know I don't
1: like anything
0: about her. <laughs> She's pick. a good worker, Christian.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's a better um, worker than Carmella. goddammit.
1: Um, yes. Okay, so let's move on. To the men's Money in the Bank match. That's right. We've got Strowman, Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens,
0: Kofi Kingston. Hey. The big reveal. Um, Rousey. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rusev. Rusev. <laughs> it has the line through it
1: as a spelling error. So.
0: Uh, Samoa Joe and The Miz. Um What do you have to say about this one?
1: Definitely a fun match. More, I didn't take this one for some reason as seriously as the women's one. I just, just the way it was booked felt like it was more comical, more,
0: um, was it the Strowman
1: factor? Yeah, definitely the Strowman factor. Definitely Kevin Owens, um, Mm -hmm. playing around with it. I thought there were
0: good, I thought there were good spots in there though. Like I liked them all like teaming up against Strowman and like burying him in the ladder. But you knew, you knew once he was in the pile of ladders, what was going to happen. Yeah. My fear was going to be like it was going to be at the very tail end of the match. Oh, yeah! You know? thank God it
1: wasn't like uh, he was out of the match the entire time. Yes, yes. He had a fun
0: spot with Owens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, feel like Owens was kind of the MVP of this match. You know, I mean, he took one hell of a fucking bump, mm-hmm. you know, through the tables. And that was a high fucking ladder. I don't care if there's a crash pad underneath that <laughs> table. That is a hell of a fucking bump to take. Um, but yeah, no, that w- that was a great bump. I mean, everyone had their spots. Everyone had their moments in this match. Yes. Um, maybe not Bobby Roode, but still, <laughs> that's not. Yeah, his I was gonna say, favorite. I
1: don't remember much of him in the match.
0: Yeah, he's there. You know, he kind of sets things up. Mm. You know, he's more of a facilitator in this match than anything. Um, but yeah, everyone had their moments. You know, um, Miz fucking. Uh, there's the moment where <laughs> Strowman gets out of the fucking, you know, ladders, you know, the pile of ladders. Balor's trying to take one of the ladders, and all of a sudden he feels someone grabbing it from behind, and it's Strowman. Um, and then <laughs> Strowman proceeds to run through. But, well, I think it's Bobby Roode, and I'm not sure who else is holding the ladder. Yeah. They're trying to clothesline him with the ladder on the outside of the ring and Strowman literally runs through the ladders breaking in half. And then you have Miz, who's in the middle of the ring, doing what he's supposed to be doing, trying to climb the ladder, but he's just like frozen in fear. Mm. And his facials, when that happens, are just fucking priceless. (laughs) He really got that whole spot over um, you know I
1: mean it was a fun spot regardless but Miz really like made that just, spot just frozen I, <laughs> um, I also love that when everyone's burying Braun he's in the ring trying to set up um, a ladder so they could climb up yes yes classic just, Miz just smart <laughs> uh-huh, right it's what you want out of Miz uh. in his this
0: character uh, Finn's coup de gras from the ladder on the outside of the ring into the ring just mm. I mean fucking epic That was insane. You'll be seeing that for a long, long time. Like, every time this pay-per-view comes around, you'll be seeing that spot. Um, But yeah, I was disappointed with Kofi being part of the match and I understand why they had him in there. And... I just let Xavier (laughs) have his moment. True. Um, Xavier hasn't
1: had enough exposure.
0: No. He really hasn't. I feel like he's been, you know, the, the way they've been kind of spotlighting him lately and letting him like work in the ring more and everything, I felt like... He had the most benefit from being part of
1: this match, mm. so I was definitely disappointed that he didn't get to be part of it. Kofi's well, had a smile time. on my face when he opened up his shirt; it was Kofi, and I was right. Was <laughs> just... Should we talk about who actually predicted most of this? No, uh, yeah, yeah. This... Let's,
0: let's 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 count
1: the card back. Should we? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was.
0: You got that one I'm moment bad. right.
1: Like You're gonna hang your head on that. But, but who I...
0: predicted the rest of the card, Christian?
1: Let's just <laughs> who
2: say...
0: predicted the rest of the card. Who's the champ?
1: It was dumb of me. Yeah. To, um, <laughs> to think, as soon as I saw Kofi, I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a chance. I've been wanting Kofi in a bigger spot for so long, ever since his So you match. thought there was a chance, if he got into this match, that he would actually win the If match? they wanted to do, like, a just someone new, someone different. Like, when they give it to Baron Corbin, or when they give it to, you know, Sheamus, and all of those uh, characters, it was just like... Maybe this is a, just a blind chance. I didn't know who was going to win this match.
0: Yeah, no, and that's a, that, I thought that that actually brought a lot to the matches. that It felt unpredictable mm-hmm. to me. Uh, even though the way they were booking it beforehand, you, you, maybe we should have known that was obviously going to be Stroman. Yeah. But it just felt like Strowman had, you know, less to really gain by winning the Money in the Bank. So I was surprised when Strowman actually fucking won the Money in the Bank. Because it just think, feels like he doesn't need it.
1: Yeah, I just think that it just means that they're going to throw the title on him as soon as oh, they get it yes. off of Lesnar.
0: Yes, either he'll be the one taking it off or as soon as Reigns fucking takes it off Lesnar, mm. Strowman's going to cash in, you know, and that's going to be the big moment. Because um, it really just feels like letting fans know, hey, listen, this is all going to end soon. <laughs> like, maybe that's just their way of trying to appease fans. Like, listen, this is going to happen. Strowman's going to have the belt this year. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that's why they made that choice but it really feels like he didn't need it Um, I felt like The Miz could have you know benefit I feel like that's who we both like actually picked Mm -hmm. Um, could have benefited the most from it Um, or even Finn I feel like Finn could have been it but once again I would have loved to see Kevin Owens running around with the two. so I would have been happy you know I think
1: everyone but Rude I would have been happy yeah Yeah.
0: because just Rude just doesn't feel like he's in the right place character wise Mm -hmm. and not saying he won't get there they just need to turn him fucking heel already, um, but yeah. Overall, I mean, a great match. I I really did. I mean, I can't even remember last year's Money in the Bank match.
1: I don't remember. It was was that Baron?
0: Yeah, that's Corbin. Yeah, no, I this wasn't, definitely. I wasn't happy this with is that, probably so. the most memorable Money in the Bank match um, in a while for me. Mm-hmm. Because I, honestly, I can't even recall the last like two or three. <laughs> so um, yeah, this um, was definitely more memorable. This had more like you know spots that you know,
1: and it'll be fun watching. Or get out Braun, your seat, worthy you know. spots. run around with that. It'll be it'll, it'll be fun. I guess I feel
0: like he's gonna just make like a straight match though. I don't feel like he's oh just yeah, gonna he doesn't need in. to. Yeah, he
1: doesn't need to worry about.
0: I just feel like it's gonna be like li- literally like Lesnar shows up and Bron's like, okay, I'm cashing it. Let's go. Like I don't feel like he's gonna blindside him or anything no. like that. So maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. He doesn't need that. So I mean, it's just it's just a guaranteed match for him, basically, um, which is fine. I, I get it, you know. So, but uh, let's move past Money in the Bank. Uh, well, before we go, let's go ahead. Before we move on, let's give our star ratings for this.
1: Out of five stars, what would you rate this? I'm going to say three.
0: I'm going to give it three and a half. It was, and I think maybe just because of expectations.
1: Like hmm. you know? I can tell you, I enjoyed. I'm trying to think over all the pay per views so far this year. I feel like I enjoyed this as probably as the most so far.
0: Yeah, um, was
1: because the... we had Backlash, we had Greatest Royal Rumble, we had WrestleMania, and.
0: From this year though, yes. like starting January or starting from WrestleMania season?
1: Um starting January.
0: Okay, January. I think Rumble was probably a close like tie for me with this. But yeah, probably overall this was probably the most like just like from top from bottom. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was more matches that I actually like enjoyed that were quality wise on this match, which was surprising because the build up for this was shit. So <laughs> I mean, just a long, monotonous build up. You know, where they were just... You could tell they were just trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. tread water until they got
1: to this card. So, I mean... It it all kept my attention. It all kept me there. I wasn't, like, zonking out or anything because of, like, poor booking. And so... Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I wasn't, like, screaming at TV, you Mm -hmm. know. Even though, like, things didn't necessarily go the way I thought. You know, it wasn't disappointing. So, yeah. So, overall, I'll give it three and a half. So... um. So moving on, we had Raw and SmackDown. Um, Raw was decent. It wasn't horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Big fucking surprise. Um, So many times you come off a pay-per-view like this and Raw has been such a big letdown Mm. afterwards. They actually... I mean, mean, don't get me wrong. I said decent. I didn't say it was great or good. But it was... It was a very top-heavy show. But the way they started like the first hour of the show was great. I really enjoyed it. It was well booked. Um Rousey came out, um, went fucking ape shit um, uh in the ring with Alexa. Alexa was in there just talking shit and, you know, calling her a rookie, calling her green and everything like that. Angle was trying to hold her back, and then fucking, you know, Rousey just lost it. She not only attacked Alexa, she attacked fucking Kurt Angle, started hitting him with the fucking suitcase. She looked like a monster. Mm. It looked like we saw a different, like, side of Rousey and, you know, a different, like, level that we didn't know she could hit um so i mean this was a cool spot and a cool angle that they're shooting here i mean it sucks because it's it's, you know it's really to set up like a 30-day suspension i think she's off doing press for the ufc in a movie but it was a good way for her to go out um and it it leads fans waiting and anticipating her return um because you know she's not happy (laughs) so there's gonna be hell to pay when she comes back um, so I thought that was well booked, you know, well done. Especially after a great night she had, you know, the night before, you know, for her to end on this note, I thought was fantastic and a, a great call by the company. So, um, you know, I'm really surprised with how well they're booking her right now. They've been doing a great job. Yeah, she know. looked
1: absolutely devastating against Bliss in this. Uh, yes,
0: yes, she did. Bliss looked terrified too. Um. So and so did Angle though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because she was beating the shit out of him with that fucking suitcase once again. That thing looks heavy. So I don't know why these people are swinging around like they are. Um, but yeah. And then another uh, huge surprise. Uh, Seth stands in the middle of the ring. Basically has an op- uh, open uh, championship match. You know, go ahead and, you know, show up and you get a title match. And Ziggler answers the call. And Ziggler ends up winning the match. Um, And I think we didn't talk about it in the match between um, him and Elias the night before. Seth actually ends up uh, holding the tights for the win. So this was a really great, like, continuity-wise, like, callback to that night where Ziggler ends up, you know, holding the tights to beat Mm. Rollins. So it was kind of like karma working against him. Um, It was a really great match. They got plenty of time. um, Just well-paced. These guys, man, they're fucking smooth in the ring together. They work really well together. And I don't remember them working a really long program ever against each other. Because I could really see these guys work a program, you know. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Elias is probably still in the cards. But um, I really enjoyed watching those two work together. So, I mean, there was um, kind of a distraction by... um, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. Um, Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. Yes, McIntyre. Sorry, it's one o'clock in the morning right now, people. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, uh, but otherwise, I mean, Rollins actually did try to roll up Ziggler at one point and hold the tights to get the win. Yeah,
2: isn't that the um, of Yes, is, and right? then
0: Ziggler just reverses it and does the same thing to him and gets the win. So it caught the crowd completely by surprise. Mm. Um, and me for that, because I really didn't know where they were leading. I thought Elias was going to come out and interfere. So, um, it was a nice little surprise with a, you know, with an awesome match wrapped around it. So, um, I thought that was really well booked and a great way to start the show once again. So, I mean, who would think it an awesome match? on am wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's have an awesome match to start the show. Mm. What a novel idea! Um, we got a fun B team parody of the Deleter's of Worlds. I mean, just really goofy shit, but. I don't know. I popped for it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not behind this team by any means, <laughs> but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, uh, Lashley and Roman, you know, they because, you know, things weren't awkward enough. Yeah. <laughs> they We have these two coming out, Uh, kind of, I think Roman answers. Oh, Angle's in the ring announcing when Lesnar is going to defend the belt again, which I don't even think he really even said. I don't think he gave us a date because, of course, Roman fucking comes out right away. And then uh, Angle mentions that they're going to have some kind of match to determine the number one contender. Doesn't really get in the stipulations at all. Reigns is just in there complaining. I mean, I don't understand if this booking's supposed to get him over or what, but it's not working. Lashley comes out, basically calls out Roman for being a crybaby. They're kind of in each other's faces. They end up being in a tag match together, you know, against the Revival They totally squash them because that's what they do to the revival. But it was the end of the night, so it is what it is. (laughs) But, I mean, that being said, decent show. (laughs) Decent show. I mean, I felt like two were getting a different side of Lashley. So maybe they'll turn him heel. We'll see. Um, uh, Moving on to SmackDown. Carmella opens the show bragging, cocky. Asuka comes running out. And is once again distracted by Ellsworth and falls for the same shit again. Back-to-back nights looking like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, fucking Carmella leaves Asuka Lane in the ring. Just, I mean, I'm beyond frustrated with this. I really, the only way this can get over with me right now if Asuka ends up with
1: the belt at the end of this whole thing... Um,
0: but otherwise with
1: Carmella bleeding from the mouth in the middle of the room.
0: <laughs> Being stretchered off. Yes. Yeah. So I mean they I mean I don't get it. I don't know why you have a, a competitor as over as Asuka why you're booking her this way. So but that's just me, I guess, right? <laughs> I guess. We find out that Nakamura is moving on to Hardy, um, which we kind of predicted last mm. week. Um, Hardy cut a vignette in the back, you know, um, basically, you know, showing his, I think it's his silhouette and he's kind of talking about how he hasn't gotten, you know, Nakamura out of his mind since that night. He turns around and reveals that he's all painted up again. Um, He's got his war paint on. You know, he's got the little creepy, you know, eyeballs on his eyelids. Mm. That weird thing that he does. battle of
1: two enigmas,
0: huh? Yeah, pretty much. So it should be entertaining, though. You know, I mean, I'm glad that Nakamura's not just disappearing. Mm. It looks like he's going to go after that U.S. title. So, you know, McMahon loves the foreign heel to have the U.S. belt. So that's where he's going. So, whatever. Um, But we should get some good matches out of it, at least. Um, then we also had a gauntlet match for the number one contender. Um, what did you think of this match, Christian?
1: Um, you know, it just felt like whoever was in the beginning was just definitely not going to win. (laughs) Uh, I don't, I just don't like the match type. I I get it, but at the same time, I just... You know, it did wonders for Rollins, um, but if they didn't
0: have, when they did it on Raw before Mania, it really did a great job of putting Mm. him over, even though he didn't win the match. But the way they booked this was not that. You know, that wasn't the vehicle that they're using to put someone over. This was more about, you know, just, you know, putting on the
1: gauntlet match to get,
0: you know, set up a couple feuds and get to get where they're going. Um, I like
1: Ms. antagonizing Brian, you know, after Samoa Joe uh, and uh, after Brian pins Samoa Joe gets attacked by the Bludgeon Brothers Mm -hmm. and then... I Miz mean, just runs in. Right? Well, yeah, he so.
0: actually... Samojo, he actually catches him in a count-out. Samojo's, like, choking him out on that yes. side of the ring. He gets out and runs into the fucking ring. And Samojo's furious on the outside... And then the Bludgeon Brothers, who Brian had a weird standoff with them walking down the ring. Because whoever's doing the entrance music fucked up and they kind of (laughs) pass on accident. So the Bludgeon Brothers attack Brian, you know, while he's waiting for his next opponent, Mm -hmm. who, of course, is the Miz. So the Miz runs into the ring, hits the reality check and then, no, I'm sorry, the skull Skull crushing crushing finale, whatever the fuck he calls it. Um, and then it's a Russian like sweet people. Um, and then, (laughs) (laughs) and then pins, you know, Daniel Bryan. So the first time they touch, you know, as competitors, you know, in 2018, it's Miz going over him in like three seconds, you know, which will be great fuel, you know, for their angle, which is definitely going to happen now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, Miz ends up losing to Rusev though. And Rusev is the number one contender, which I totally did not see coming.
1: Weird. And um, you have this weird handshake exchange with aided English um, not showing the same amount of respect as Rusev was to Styles.
0: Yes. So, I mean, and yeah, AJ ends up kicking him in the face. And yeah, that's how we kind of leave SmackDown. So, I mean, interesting booking. I'm, I'm curious to see um, Rusev against AJ. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's going to be kind of like face-versus-face. That seems to be the way they're going with this match now. I don't know if that means, you know, Rusev is going to be leaving, you know, Aiden English. It definitely feels
1: like it's going to like be Aiden English versus Rusev. Maybe even SummerSlam. I don't even want to see that match. Fall,
0: I have No, but yeah. This kind of feels like they're kind of throwing the fans a cookie, you know? You know, Rusev being as over as he is mm-hmm. and getting his name chanted every other match. So, um but, you know, hopefully he, you know, takes advantage of this opportunity and we get a great match out of it. And he shows the company that he can be a top level guy. Cause I feel like he was close to being that when he first debuted, you yes. know, and he kind of lost his uh, luster. But, you know, he's back on track. This is a big match for him. And it, I mean, the guy can fucking work, man. And if anyone can get a great match out of him, it's definitely AJ. Oh yeah. So I
1: mean, if they want to put him in this main event, then this is the time to push. As, it, get get all the Rusev Day that you can. Yes. Right here, right now. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, I see no way that AJ does not win this part, though. No. That being said, so but I mean, we've seen crazier things. Yes. Also, it could be Rusev Day. It could be. Twenty eighteen could be Rusev Day. <laughs> So, but uh,
1: that's going to do it. Yes, that's going to do it for this episode. Is there anything that we want to do at this point? Let's go ahead and do some shout outs. All right. All right. So first, uh,
0: we've got Never Sleeps Network. Um, You can follow them at Never Sleeps Net on Twitter. Um, Live from our apartment in downtown Toronto, uh, we are NSN Podcast. And they've got tons of great podcasts that you should be following them. Um, Extreme. Vesta Friends, Talking Wrestling. I'm missing a couple, but um, these are all great like podcasts that come off the top of my head um, that I listen to that you should be checking out. And they've got a bunch of others. Um, go ahead and follow them on NeverSleepNetwork.com. Um, they have their own website. So, but also follow them on Twitter, obviously. So, um, next we have not a clue podcast and this is the first time we've shouted them out, but they definitely deserve another shout out. Um, we are Brad and CD and we talk sports, music, movies, and comedy. Check us out on Spreaker. Spreaker. Is that we, we came up with Spreaker, right? Spreaker.com Saturdays. Um, so this is just an awesome comedy podcast. I thoroughly enjoy it. They cover everything. Kind of like what we do. Um, but yeah, I mean definitely give them a listen. So um next, if you love wrestling, this is definitely the podcast for you. The Gimmick Table Pro Wrestling Interviews, um, weekly wrestling interviews and casual conversations, new episodes on Monday at 9 a.m. available on iTunes, Google Play, and at gimmicktablepod.com. Um, give them a listen. This is for hardcore wrestling fans. So if you enjoy what we do this is what they do. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not talking comics. They're not talking, you know, everything else under the sun. They are pure wrestling, but I mean, they're definitely for those hardcore wrestling fans. So check them out. Last but not least, the YM and H, a comedy podcast. Um, Rob is a huge nerd. Drew loves to make fun of huge nerds. And Josh, Josh believes that the earth is flat. <laughs> These three guys made a podcast new every Tuesday. Um this is just what they said. It is all over the place but fun. So I mean check them out. Great chemistry between the guys. Fun listen, definitely binge-worthy. So give them a listen. Flat earth. <laughs> uh, that can't be real. <laughs> I know there's people... I think AJ Styles, like... Yeah. Right? Like, Daniel Bryan exposed AJ Styles for, like, you know... Yeah. Kind of, like, digging into that whole, like, flat earth
1: movement, yeah. so... You can't forget Flip Gordon. Yeah. There's crazy people everywhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, if you're... Like I've been saying the last few weeks... If you are new to our podcast, if you haven't heard us before, definitely, and you've enjoyed this episode, go
2: back, listen to all of our
1: other episodes. We have a back catalog that will keep you entertained for days and days and days. So make sure that you're checking us out. You'll be able to check us out on almost every single podcast, provider that there is. Math-wise, it's actually two days, because there's like 24 shows only, but just saying.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess you can listen to them multiple times. Sorry, Go didn't to interrupt your spiel, but...
1: Oh, roll and he just cuts me off, you know. Um, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Spreaker. You can find us on iTunes and, uh, man, on everything at this point. Yes, Spotify. Spotify. I think I just Stitcher. signed this up for iHeartRadio. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that shows up. Um, yeah, definitely check us out on Spotify. Tune in. Man, um, it's, it, we're everywhere. Player FM. Player. That's a thing, right? yeah I think we're, we're on like, it we're on it yeah we're on it I think we somehow. see that all the time too yeah somehow I forget about play right now. <laughs> uh, you're probably listening to us on 12 Ounce Radio that's right I hope you're checking out their pods as well um, then also make sure that you're following us on Twitter because I mean we put all of our announcements everything is on Twitter um, you can find us on Instagram where we are making jokes we are teaming it up we're making up. other people's jokes <laughs> We're, we're sharing jokes, we're sharing uh, new movie images, we're... Yes, news, we're, yeah. News, everything. We're worthy screen. follow. Exactly. Give us a
0: follow, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, um, we will be doing some more periscoping soon, exactly. shortly, we just gotta figure out how that works, Ooh. how to turn off the camera when it's time to turn off the <laughs> camera, so, um, but yeah, no, we're everywhere, and make sure you go ahead and give us a rate and review over on iTunes or whatever
1: platform yes. you
0: actually listen to. And,
1: so. and while you're over there on iTunes, make sure that you check out our house band.
0: That's right, them Guilty Aces, a great Chicago-based rockabilly band. Um, give them a listen. They've got a great video on YouTube right now, and I believe they have an album coming out shortly. Yes. So uh, that's going to do it for this week. Yes, I'm Christian. And
1: I'm Damon. And that was The Amazing Nerd Show. Jesus Christ, I'm tired man. I'm tired. <laughs>
2: <laughs>